Hello, what's up guys? Welcome to the JV Show, where we browse massive libraries of Japanese board games from the tabletop son of God himself, Jesus. And that was a plug for our past podcast. So if you guys are interested in board games, go check that out. Um, but this week, we have myself as host, Jorge. And Viv. And our star back again. Yep, we back got our star again. He finally gets a keychain this yeah, time. Yeah, and the damn, we bad. have an intro. Yeah, uh, I'll I'll do a different intro pretty much every time. I'm I'm just gonna keep plugging stuff in our intro. <laughs> you guys, please go to Superstore and buy the No Name Apple Juice. <laughs> plug some random stuff. Please, please, President Choice, please give us monies. <laughs> Uh, cool. Okay. Um, and hopefully, uh, we did some things this week to get rid of some of the echo. Hopefully, that shows throughout the podcast. Um, uh, I know I was listening to a Valentine's Day podcast, and so much juicy information got cut off. Yeah. So, uh, I was telling Viv because we have two mics in a relatively small room, we gotta project our voice a bit more into the mic, and we also have to kind of try to cancel the echo. So, like, if we if we have too high of a gain, it creates echo too low. Some of our, um, whatever we say doesn't get onto the podcast, which sucks a lot. But anyways, uh, we'll start off with the usual. Uh, how was your week, guys? You guys have anything? Um, want to chat about how was... Start, how was your week? Me? My week was pretty good. I ended the vegetarianism on Wednesday, which is pretty good. And it kind of segues into our topic pretty well. So, um, that's pretty much the good part. Uh, aside from that... Previous to this week, I've been getting inflammation in my knee, but after like about Tuesday, I actually went away pretty fine. So I was squatting fine, no issues in my knees. I was jumping fine. So I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty excited to do my new diet now. So Wait, what do, you, what do you classify as inflammation in your knee? Like It'll be pain, but not like sharp pain. Kind of like a nagging pain, especially when you squat. Like when, you, when you're at the lowest point of your squat, do you ever feel like a bit of... Um, a little bit of a not sharp pain but oh. dull pain in your knees yeah 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 so that's what i consider as it being inflamed or something up but not <laughs> but it's not like something snapped or something broke it's just something's up uh so i'm pretty glad that that's gone uh this week itself i've been pretty busy but pretty much all my spare time I've been focusing on the podcast so i built new shroud for the mics i've been playing around with the audio and then i've also pretty much spent about i'd say six to seven hours researching for this week's podcast holy so Damn. it's been uh it's been quite busy but i'm pretty yeah, excited dedicated. yeah how about you viv how's your week um it was pretty okay work was the same kind of normal um Ooh. wasn't that eventful of a week we went to that one uh, so we went to uh viv yeah. and i went to a mexican restaurant on friday you guys went lunch. to lunch without me i saw <laughs> You know, you don't even work that no close way. to us. But yeah, we went to uh, Huma, Huma. I don't, I don't even know how to pronounce it. Yeah, H U M A. It's it's pretty good. Uh, kind of pricey in my opinion, but maybe yeah, my standards for good. Mexican foods is a little lower. You know, it looked like, like you guys got a lot of food though. We got two two entrees. Yeah, we got two different type of tacos. One's called the Gringa, and the other one's called. I forgot what the other <laughs> one's called. The other one was um, the meat uh, and the... Ch- no, was it? I, I don't remember. And then we also got nachos. And then dessert. Dessert was pretty good. We got like... Uh, we only got two dishes, but... But we shared it between three people. Yeah, Joyce was there too. Okay. But it was... Um, I don't know. Like I have different, I guess, standards. I always think... In my opinion, it's not that much food for what it should have been. 
Like, because we ordered two entrees and it came with two, 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 three. No, three regular size tacos and then two other tacos. And then we just shared that and then we had a plate of nachos. Yeah. Oh, maybe it just looked like a lot because it was all on one big plate. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that nacho was only like two chip layers deep. Yeah. So if you see the picture, it wasn't that much nachos. But I don't know. I always thought in as like as a kid, nachos were actually really good. Yeah, they're good. Yeah. As a kid, I always thought like Mexican food was cheaper because like the depiction in shows and movies were always like no cheaper as in like price, not uh. not quality. <laughs> like because like in movies and stuff, it always shows like a, a food truck and then just selling tacos for like a dollar each or something like that. Uh, Whereas yeah. here, it's like five six bucks per taco usually. And then usually, I, like how I would rate it is, I when I was a kid, I always thought like, okay, fancy white restaurants at the top in terms of price. I know I used to think Olive Garden was the fanciest <laughs> place ever. <laughs> and then, and then after that would be like Japanese food. For some reason, I always thought Japanese food was expensive. It, it is, is expensive. Well, it is expensive. It is, but it it shouldn't be that high on my list. I'm thinking like oh, I think why other not? things. I don't know. I just feel like um, well, fancy white restaurant, but like I guess you can have fancy cuisine in or fancy. F- restaurants in any cuisine right yeah i guess so and then i thought korean was a bit expensive but now that i like i eat korean food more it's not expensive at all i feel like korean, yeah, yeah korean i feel like it's really cheap yeah. and then i always felt like chinese food was like one of the bottom tiers like one of the cheapest food because i eat it all the time so like chinese vietnamese and mexican food i always thought was really cheap because one I, I eat them all the time but for like again what i said for mexican food i always thought it was cheap only because the movie depictions like late night snacks would be like mexican food right and then I always thought, um, like, Donair cuisine, so, like, the Lebanese Middle East cuisine. Like, Mediterranean. Yeah. Mediterranean. Yeah. Was, was cheap, but, but I don't know. There's some, like, pretty it's pricey. It's pretty expensive. Yeah, like, like I love Turkaz, but an entree is, like, 20-some bucks, right? Yeah. Like, it's, like, you could get a... It's so good, actually. Yeah, it's good. It's really healthy, and it's good. Yeah. So, I don't know why. I, I always thought that Mexican food was super cheap and then i feel like everywhere i go in edmonton other than taco bell which isn't even real mexican food was like kind of expensive anyways what else happened just chilled volleyball um yeah gym. i just had volleyball gym you win all your games film, so, um, no uh we lost one won one on monday and then oh, we got destroyed by the first place team it was so bad on Monday? Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah, yeah. Uh, and we're what, going yeah. against Eagle them. Or no, duck guys. Duck guys. Oh, duck guys. And we're going against them this Monday too for some reason. Like two weeks in a row. Oh, yeah, we're, we're, we're also going against them. Oh fuck. Yeah, yeah. They're a fucking crazy Damn. team. Yeah. And then on Tuesday we oh shit, this is a bad week for all of them. On Tuesday we lost. Your girls team? Yeah. And the, then on Thursday we or... won one and lost one. That too. Oh my god, it was so bad because during our first game on Thursday, our first game, first set, we lost so many points in a row just from serve receives. Like the other mm. guy got so many aces. I, I had bad. no idea what else to say. I was like, God damn it, we look like we just started playing volleyball. I feel like your your defense has actually improved quite a bit in like the last like six, seven months. Oh thank you. I've been trying. Like it's, it's been getting a lot better. Thank you. Yeah. And then um yeah, yesterday I went out for dinner with some friends. We went to get some sushi, and then we went to Soju, and I ran into a group of my old friends. And like you have beef with them, or like oh no, 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 okay, okay. Like I used to know that I used to hang out with him way more in high school. Oh. Him and his friends, and he was out at Soju celebrating his birthday. Oh, cool! And so we all ended up drinking together and hanging out. It was pretty fun. 
Damn. I'm never going karaoke again. <laughs> Jorge was just telling me how he got scammed. I got bamboozled. Okay, so we have a mutual friend that I want to get on the podcast. And I thought we had a verbal <laughs> agreement, but uh, it just didn't work. Damn. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> Anyways, our star, how's your week, dude? Uh, well, actually, I took the whole week off, so I've been doing absolutely nothing. Wait, is this like spontaneous, or you already planned to take that week off? Um, I I, t- I decided about maybe two weeks ago to take it off, but uh, basically, what happens is like at work we have carryover vacation that it, and we can carry over a week if we don't end up using it. Yeah, and then you can use it in the next year, but you have to use it before the end of March. So um, I can never use all my vacation, and then because I suck at planning and stuff. So I usually just carry over a week and then it's just a vicious cycle. And then I have nothing to do like January, February, March. So it's then... time to go vacation because all the kids are in school. So you can... Yeah, why didn't you just leave town and do something? I don't know what to do. Like, uh, well, yeah, like I, I was like looking at some flights to like... LA? Yeah. So then that deal doesn't start till like way later, right? Like end of May? Yeah, but I have to use no. end of March, okay? End of March. But Damn. you heard that Jorge doesn't want you to come. <laughs> no, that's not the case. <laughs> no, but then, uh, yeah, anyway, so I, I, I'm, like, terrible at planning my vacation, so I just took a week to just to, like, chill out. So I didn't do anything, really. Uh, just played volleyball and just did errands and stuff. Oh, no. Finally caught up on my video editing for my volleyball footage, so that's <laughs> at least... Do you want to plug your thing? Absol- you have scores on there now? Absolutely not. Are you at volleyball <laughs> level? <laughs> no, it's uh, it's still no, just it just feels like a chore doing that. So, yeah, but yeah, it's it's been okay. I've uh, started uh, started booting up the six a.m. grind again. So, going to the gym at like mm-hmm. six. Yep, that's about it. It's, I'm not a big proponent of morning workouts. Really? I How come? I, I think the sleep is so much more important than the workout. <laughs> I mean, uh, so if you have to work out at six, that means you have to be in bed by like 10, 10 11, yeah. 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. Latest 10 p.m. Ideally, like 9 30. It just doesn't feel su- sustainable, right? Because you might do that like Monday through Friday, and all of a sudden, Saturday, you're out to like midnight or one, and then your whole schedule, not whole schedule, but your schedule gets kind of fucked for the weekend, and then you have to reboot it on every Monday. It, so that's my life. <laughs> that's, yeah, no. So it, for me, it feels like. When I work out in the morning, one, my gym is just way less busy, so mm. I can actually pump out the stuff that I need to do way quicker. When if, if I go at like lunchtime or in the evening, it's ridiculously packed. Mm, like, that's true. Ridiculously packed. Yeah. And we ha- at our gym, we there's like like six squat racks, and I'll be sitting there like twenty minutes. Uh, as, and there's like a line for like squat racks, right? So there's a line, like people are actually lining up. Well they're like hovering the squat rack. Oh that's annoying. I know it's really it's annoying. Time to join the city of Edmonton. I always <laughs> get a rack as soon as I get to the gym. I love my squat rack yeah. room. It's always empty. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so morning workouts I feel like I can just pump up my workouts true. Good. But then I also feel like because I get my blood flowing early in the morning and I've been taking like a cold shower to kind of like just shock me to wake up in yeah, the morning. Yeah. Uh, I just feel like I have more Are energy the throughout the person? day. <laughs> <laughs> He's <laughs> completely changed. Um, so yeah, I feel like it just makes me more productive. Although I do notice I take more naps, like as well, especially if I stay up, I stay up later the, the evening before I end up 
probably taking like three, four naps a day. Holy shit. But it's only like 15, 20 minute naps. This oh, is, okay. This is what I, this is why I propose. Every workplace should have like um, an option. Like you, you can start work at eight and end at like 6 p.m. But then you get like a one to two hour break in between to like go to the gym or something. Mm. Yeah. Like, I would love that's that. That's very normal in Europe. Yeah. Someplace yeah. in Europe. Well, I think it's Sweden, Sweden or France. Where people don't usually work during the day, they work during the morning, and then they work in the evenings because they know that humans are whatever their uh, term is biphasic sleeps. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you're more productive in the mornings and in the evenings, and Whoa. during the day you're not as productive. You become a little lethargic because you eat lunch and you get a little whatever yeah. after being awake for a yeah. bit. So in Europe, they actually work on that schedule it's, for their work days. In Spain, That's that crazy. does it the most. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's not even just Europe though. So a lot of Asian countries, because biphasic sleep schedule, and guys, go go back to the sleep podcast if, if you guys want to learn about this. So because biphasic sleep schedule is so normal, and also in Asia it gets so hot midday, oh, they yeah. literally nap from like noon to one, like Whoa. most places. So like awesome. China, Japan, Korea, Southeast Asia, they all take a nap during that period, and then they just you know start the same time and they just end a little later. Wow. Like for, for me, I, I'd be perfectly okay to like start and extend my Your finished work, work time yeah. in, like in between I had a gym time because one, that's like the less, the least amount of people at the gym. True. And two, it just gets something out of your way. So when you're done work, you're done working, if that yeah. makes sense. So like you're done your actual physical work and you're also done your mental work when you're done work. Like, like there's no like real responsibilities. It, that you're exactly, like, yeah. exactly. Because most of the time after work, I... I I sometimes dread it. Like I'll go to the gym, like fuck, gotta go through this, and then yeah, I just, I, know exactly I just that. have to be there. Right? I'll, I'll like park and sit in my car for like two minutes. And be like, oh, fuck, but, like, <laughs> I don't want to do this right now. So that, but then, I, like, I, don't you think that'd be kind of a problem if you know, like, let's say you have to find time to like meet with people to talk about stuff, and it's like, oh. Yeah, so if, if all workplaces did something similar, then they know like, oh, hey, this 11 to 1 time is like a taboo lunch time. Let's not try to schedule anything. And then we can schedule stuff from like 1 to even a bit later to like 5 or 6. And then we can schedule stuff earlier too, um, just because it's typical for people to have this, in my opinion, healthier lifestyle. Because yeah. also, there's all there's a lull in the afternoon where I feel like my your brain doesn't function as well. Yes. But if I took a break in between to like work out and get my blood fo- flowing and then get like a good luncheon, then I think my afternoon would also be more pr- pr- productive. True. So then what if what if people use this hour to like do fuck all and does it make it more productive and so, less productive? I always think there should be flexibility, right? So if they want to work through the whole time and leave earlier, then do it, right? Like... It, it, also, it shouldn't be the amount of hours you're there. It should yeah, be the amount of work, work. you get out mm-hmm. of it, right? Because sometimes at the end of my workday, I might end at 3 p.m. or I might end at 6 p.m. But that's because I'm ending it because there's literally nothing else I can do. Yeah. Like, like sometimes I'm waiting for a response yeah. or two from some other or I'm waiting for these other processes to go through some other people. So my, in my opinion, I, I take my work very flexible. I'm like, okay, I'm going to end here. But if I have more stuff to do, sometimes I don't leave to like six or seven. Mm-hmm. If I have less stuff to do, I might leave at like two or three, right? Mm-hmm. It just depends on how. So I think they should develop that culture a lot more. I think that's kind of why working from home is yeah. so beneficial for everyone and why everyone likes it so much because you can kind of actually do that with your schedule yeah. without being like yeah. having someone breathe down your neck on why you're not doing any work from like one to five. Yeah. 
I, I think it's it's a terminology in this one book I was reading. It's called FaceTime. Like, you don't need the FaceTime at work. Like, it shouldn't yeah. matter how often your boss sees you there. It should matter how much you output, right? Yeah, exactly. Your boss may never see you at work, but you might be outputting a lot of stuff, which is what they should want, right? Yeah. Okay, well, enough of telling people how to live their lives. Uh, I will now <laughs> keep telling them how to live their lives because this week's topic is on diets. So I did a bit of research. Uh, disclaimer from the very beginning. None of us are professionals at this. Uh, we don't know jack shit. We just go on the internet, read stuff, research a little bit. And I think a lot of, I think the three of us, we do a lot of experimenting on our own. So I think that's how we get to where we are. So just disclaimer, guys, don't like we take this. Not God financial advice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't uh, don't take this. Like, take it with a grain of life. We yeah. look like statues. Yeah, uh, I always recommend do your own research. If if you think it's cool, do it yourself. Try it out. Um, but don't fucking blame us if it doesn't work, okay? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, so yeah, and and I am gonna. Again, because I'm not a professional, I'm gonna bash some diets on this um, podcast because I genuinely think they're not healthy. But that's from my research. So if they differ from what you think, please don't be offended. It's just how my, my personal opinion on what this. he means is please come on this podcast and challenge his views. Yeah, and challenge my views and uh, abruptly leave, <laughs> so I can't counter argue. Okay, so let's just put it out there right now. I feel like it almost doesn't matter what diet you do in my engineering mindset calories is one of the most important thing if you want to change something mm -hmm. so for example i always think of it this way and it's very simple it's, it's like a car so like fuel in fuel out calorie in calorie out so whatever calorie in you put in so that's the food you eat and whatever calorie you put out which is you living so you just base living you already use some calories and then if you exercise you also burn additional calories if the calorie in is more than calorie out, you're going to gain weight. Weight. Yeah. And if calorie in is less than calorie out, you're going to lose weight. Like that's just basic. I feel like that's the most basic thing out of all these diets. So all these diets may say like, hey, do this, do this, do that. But if you're still eating more than you're burning, you're always gonna gain weight. That's mm. guaranteed. No, no. It, it is guaranteed. There's yeah. no. There's no yeah. arguments. Yeah, about yeah, exactly. And and for and some, vice versa. Yeah. Well. So so for some people, it's desired, right? They want to gain muscle mass, so that's why they're having more calorie than calorie out. For some people, they want to lose weight, so that's less calorie and calorie out. I think second to calorie counting is just a lifestyle change. So. What I learned when I was in high school from one of my teachers. Do you this, think it's really a lifestyle change or is it what you're eating in your calories? No. I think I, second would be what you're eating. I No, well, I think from what I've learned in school from this one teacher, and I've always taken this to heart. She told me that um, if you want to change how you look in terms of your physical shape, physique, all that things permanently... <laughs> you have to change your lifestyle. So that means lifestyle includes like what you eat, but also includes the exercise you do and it includes the habits you do. So for example, you can have really good exercise, really good diet, and then you have a really shit sleep schedule. There's a potential that you're not recouping enough to get your the physique you want, right? Yeah. And then, it so the lifestyle is kind of a all, all, all together thing, right? Because I know a lot of diets include like a cheat day, right? So if you go absolutely crazy on your cheat day, it doesn't matter how much you diet like, yeah. Monday through Saturday, right? So that's what I'm saying. It's a whole lifestyle thing. It's not just oh, it's just not just one part. If you choose to change your your body shape, your physique, or anything like? like that. I mean, I think at the end of the day, it's calorie in, calorie out. Yeah. But like, I think the lifestyle part 
makes it more sustainable so yeah. that well, you're able to maintain it over the long run, right? Exactly. It makes it more per- permanent, right? Because at the end of the day, you want to lose or gain this weight permanently, right? Well, yeah. I guess it depends. Like, I know bodybuilders, they, they like to fluctuate depending on the season and stuff like that, right? But yeah. for the general, you know, people, I think they want this as a permanent fix. So I think at the end of the day, if you're looking for a permanent fix, I think lifestyle is what you have to change, right? Like, yeah. you, you can try to eat really healthy, but if you're sitting on the couch all day, the amount of calories you intake will just keep decreasing and it's going to be harder and harder every time you... you I feel like when people see, like, cheat meals, like what The Rock would eat, yeah, it gives a really bad impression on what a cheat meal can entail. Yeah, Because The Rock can eat the cheat meal that he eats because he has built a foundation of muscle that will allow him to burn all that or use that efficiently and it won't affect his calories in calories out over the span of a week like some people don't even track their macros day by day sometimes they do week by week and then month would be a little bit harder like significantly harder but then like week by week isn't that uncommon and if somebody takes their cheat meal significantly higher than what their weekly calories would it allow them to then your cheat meal is actually gonna like fuck you over yeah yeah pretty much and and like what you said about macros, that's even taking the next step, right? At, yeah. Like, baseline is literally just calories, and then macros is just taking the next step to see, like, hey, what do I want in terms of body composition or things mm-hmm. like that? Um, but yeah, so like that's kind of the couple of disclaimers I have at the beginning. We're not professionals, but truly everything I talk about these diets at the end of the day, calorie and calorie oil is what's going to change you if that's what you're looking for. If you're looking to lose weight, now I know some of us is not looking to lose weight, but maybe have a healthier lifestyle or more sustainable diet so that's a bit of what i'll be talking about during this wait so i want to i want to ask you so what's what's your definition of healthy or Uh, how how do you see healthy because i feel like there's there's a lot of there's a lot of you know views of what healthy could be right it could be one it could be healthy is like oh stuff that doesn't make you gain weight healthy could be something that is like oh um you know gut health or yeah um skin health whatever right so i guess one which you already said it's more of a personal opinion too right like what do you think is considered healthy is what you should go for right i i know there's a lot of fat shamers out there um you included yeah slightly so i think (laughs) i think if you're overweight you're more prone to certain diseases and certain health issues and i think that is very hard to just dispute. Yeah. Like, it's just how it Can is. I just complain about something? Sometimes okay. I feel very annoyed when I hear people constantly complain about their bodies or how much they don't like something about themselves and they don't do anything about it. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. this week, I swear I've had like a handful of people tell me like, can you give me a workout plan or can you tell me how to get bigger this muscle or that muscle? And I'm like, you know, you need to start doing this regularly but you don't want to so me giving you a random workout plan or me telling you you should do more of this one exercise isn't actually going to do shit for you because if you actually wanted to change something then you would add it to your routine and you would make an actual plan for it and do all that stuff 100% agree but here's the but it's also same as Viv sometimes you don't know how to say no oh yeah sometimes you just have to you know <laughs> put your foot down it was more like specifically like like but yeah, like I, my sister, she would go up to me and be like, "Oh, I, I, I like your abdomen area. You look like you kind of have the abs. Oh, I'm ooh, so jealous. I wish I had abs." And I'm like, "You're going down to eat break. pizza right now. Don't eat pizza right now, and you True. won't be so upset." Yeah, I don't know. I think we're gonna get a lot of flack for these opinions yeah. too, but I don't really care because like one of them, um, 
Okay, you know that song? What's the one? The one about the girl, and she's like, you know, about being like body positive. Megan Trainor? No, um, it's a song about like. Okay, I remember this one lyric where it's. No, no, no. There's (laughs) there's just one specific lyric where it's like, I'm trying to lose weight, but I'm literally starving. Um, fuck. Just Google it right now. Cara. No, no, it was a newish song. Dude, when we find out, I'm gonna be. I'm not pretty. That song. Oh man. But it's funny because when I hear that, I'm like, yeah, but that's literally what it takes to lose weight. Like when you eat less calories. What are than the your- lyrics? Um, I pay attention to lyrics and songs a lot. So, uh, do 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 do. So I think it's in the chorus. Um, but I can't find a way to lose weight without literally starving. Can you sing it? No, I don't know. <laughs> um, but it, like, a part of me just thinks like, like, because like I've lost weight before, and that's literally what you need to do. Like, yeah. you will f- when you eat less calories than uh, than you output, you will feel. No, well, it depends. Like, uh, you 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 can do it in a sustainable way where you lose very little in a in a long duration. Yeah, I guess. But the fact is, eventually. you will feel yeah. hungry if you're losing weight. It's just like I mean, that that that's true and not true. I feel like okay. So, yeah, that's why I was also like. Mm-hmm. So you know what you can eat like, so if you eat, um, low calorie, dense foods. So it's like high volume, but like yeah. high volume foods that fill you up, but is very low calories. I feel like you could feel like you're full and satiated without. But I I feel like. You can for an hour or two. Mm. And then then once you're like bedtime, 10 p.m., you're like, oh, fuck, I feel hungry. I feel like like there's cheats on those because when I was like hardcore cutting before, I had a lot of like hacks to counteract Mm. this hunger. Mm. And like you mentioned before, eating a lot more fats keep you satiated for longer. And also having things that absorb water or essentially digest take longer to digest those help a lot like chia seeds chia yeah. seeds were like my saving fucking grace mm. when you're so, on such a sharp deficit true I, I do think one you, you can find ways to hack it two you can try to drag it out but I feel like we have to normalize okay this is gonna sound really bad hunger yeah because because part of intermittent fasting part of a lot of these fasting things which I, is a totally different podcast but I'll touch base on it a little bit here is getting used to that hunger feeling and it's okay to feel hungry because your body can adapt to hunger. Your body starts using other things, say the fats in itself. Dude, now I don't want this to be like, hey, go overdo it. Go eat fucking 500 calories a day. Like you're you're gonna die if, if you try doing that, right? So don't overdo it. But like, if you want to lose a healthy amount, which I think is about one pound uh, one week, pound a week, yeah. well, one pound a week, which I think is healthy. I think even if you're 400 pounds, even if you're living like a thousand pound life. If you just take incremental steps, it's going to be a lot easier for you. Well, actually, the more overweight you are or the more the weight that you thing. have to lose, the more higher that pound per week yeah. can be. Yeah. But, but if I, you're like a normal weight, then yeah. it should be one pound. Yeah, I think for most... Okay, so let's say 80%, maybe 90% of the population, maybe 80%. I don't know. Oh, no. Actually, you're there's a lot of tubbies. America? There. Yeah, that's true. That's true. There's a lot of tubbies there. But I think a pound a week is healthy, and I think... That's a way where maybe at night when you're about to go to bed, you might feel a little hungry, but you'll wake up, you'll be fine, you'll mm-hmm. eat, and you know just go day by day, week by week type of thing. But anyways, uh, enough of that one caveat on calorie counting. Let's start with the first one. 
So the first diet is just a low carb diet. So typically what's considered low carb is your your macro is less than 25% carb, right? So so when I say macro there's three things. There's carbohydrates, protein and fats. So those are the main thing or those are the things that will give you um energy or calories. And it's one of those three. Um so quick lesson on that, carbohydrates and protein have about the same amount of calories per gram of of it so one gram of carb would be x calories and that's same as protein and then i believe uh fats is about more than two times it's a double. little bit a, a little it, bit more than double eight, isn't it yeah but no, it's no it's nine fourth i think uh, or yeah it, it, it's it's because nine. uh one gram of carb is four calories calories and oh, one yeah, gram of fat nine, is nine, nine calories nine. right so it's it's nine just fourth nine fourth more so just a bit more than two two times um, but yeah, so to be considered a low carb diet, uh, you restrict stuff like sugars, pasta, breads, grains. I think typical things what people think of a carb is. I feel uh, like a lot of people don't know that sugar is a carb. Oh yeah, it's one of the worst ones yeah. too. Yeah, it's a fucking shit. So yeah, when when people say like, oh yeah, I'm very healthy, I eat a lot of fruits. Fruits have a yeah, lot of carbs exactly. in them. Um, now not saying it's bad to eat fruits, right? But uh, if you want. A low carb diet again for whatever reason right like this is all about body composition health stuff like that and it's also very uh, personal or person based right so a low carb diet might work for you but it might not work for this other person it's and the other person could for be you, right oh it doesn't like carbs yeah. fucking destroy me so I, want, I want to ask a question so carbs in this low carb diet right are you yeah. counting net carbs or are you counting like carb well, carbs period because like, like fiber, fiber and like stuff that's not like digestible yeah, so, right it just comes out even though you intake it as carbs yeah so I, i'm actually not sure how the you know how like in the back of a there package or something so calculating to have to do no no but i i'm actually not sure so whole foods there's no there's no calculations just whatever's on man the i wish we had a whole foods here <laughs> not even the whole foods he's talking about oh, oh. <laughs> like whole foods saying. as in like a whole piece of corn but anyways so i think in the packaging i'm not sure but if you have like a nutrigrain bar i wonder if the calories they calculate are based off net carbs or net energy right if it's based on net energy then they would already consider that some of this is like a fiber that you can't use for energy that or will take energy to burn, right? It's kind of like celery, right? Celery is, yeah. is, a, is a negative negative calorie item because, because it, it takes, takes more, more energy to, to burn. Digest, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm actually curious on like nu nutrition data behind like foods, like a granola bar or whatever, if they already consider that when they have like fibers inside. I doubt it. Yeah, I doubt it. But I was just going to say, have you ever looked like a lot into how they um, test for the nutrition value in foods? There's so many discrepancies yeah. that you yeah. can't really trust yeah. a nutrition yes. label because yes. they'll say something is like yeah. what percentage of your daily portion or whether it's this percentage of what's considered good or not. Yeah. But then if it's under a certain percentage, they don't even need to list it anymore. Yeah. They, like they, for candies and things, if yeah. it's under 1% sugar, you don't... You, don't have to list it as a candy like tic tac tic tac is technically a candy but they go just under the threshold of sugar that they can label it as something else other than candy you know what's funny that's exactly what i was thinking for um do you guys know what like the canola oil like spray from costco yeah. or whatever yeah. it's zero calories right exactly so then um but then like it's zero calories per like two sprays yeah. or whatever yeah. right yeah so then it's like you could spray the whole bottle like okay zero Zero. Yeah. Zero. It's like, oh shit, is that a diet hack? Yeah. Well, it's it's so it's so conflated because there's some legitimate 
foods that have near zero calories and some that don't, right? So, like, for example, I think one of the good hacks for flavor is okay, so salt. Salt has no calories. Like, you can just yes. add salt if you yeah. want, right? But, like, things like mustard also have, like, almost no calories because it's purely just salt, vinegar, and yeah. some other mm-hmm. stuff like that, right? So, like, people who are, you know, tight on the calorie count and need some flavor, like, those are things they can go to. But it sucks because these other things that you're talking about, like the canola spray, the Tic Tacs and stuff, they ruin that possibility, yeah, right? because people don't know. Yeah, so that fucking sucks. But also, I, I heard a lot of the nu- nutrition data is from very old data. So, for example, if you buy, like, a pizza, right, and there's a tomato on it, they take a very old data of what that oh. tomato used to be, and they just wait and be oh. like, that's how much oh, that sucks. calories is in this, right? But some of that old data was, like, archaic. It's, like, in the 40s and stuff where the the way they measure is a lot different, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I mean, at that point, like, like a third of a calorie, like, that's yeah, literally true. negligible, right? Yeah, like a right? slice like, of tomato. Yeah. You don't even need to record that shit. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. Like, I, I guess I was going to talk about this more than the podcast, but I always say, like, at the end of the day, what's sustainable is what you do best for yourself. Yeah. Like that, right? Like, so if you are very into nutrition, you will actually find a happy medium at some point, and mm-hmm. you know how to change things. I think, like, the three of us has kind of gotten to that where we know what we eat and what it's going to affect our body in terms of, like, physique and health and things like that. Something interesting that I've kind of given up on is that when you're dieting or when you're doing deficits, it's easy to find products that kind of like cut corners here and there, like fat free or low calorie, Mm, things like that. Yeah. And I used to think that like, oh, I'm not going to pick this because the ones that are like sugar free or zero calories, they probably have a lot of chemicals or random shit in order to make it zero percent, zero sugar or whatever, zero calories. But now I'm like, these are saving graces. <laughs> yeah, literally. But that, that also goes back to like what your definition of healthy is. Right. right? Yeah. Exactly. Because at the end of the day, like one of the things I will talk about a lot is like just processed and refined food. Yeah. It's like eating a strawberry and drinking strawberry juice is massively, massively different. Massively different. Massively different. Yeah. Right? So that's something that, you know, we should also look into. And I think I'll bring it up in this in this PowerPoint couple times anyways going back to low carb diet so just a bit more definition for the people out there it pretty much restricts like sugary foods as as juices candy ice cream uh, refined grains so wheat rice bread pasta cereals and any starchy vegetables like like um tubers and things and and potatoes yeah potatoes is a tuber potato sweet potato things like that they're called tubers yeah who 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 calls them tubers um the fucking culinary world called these tubers these are all tubers here fuck these are all tubers those are root vegetables yeah. also called tubers <laughs> who calls them tubers is this like a... in the culinary world you fuck oh how come i don't know this are you not in, in the it. culinary oh, world yeah. okay so and then typical foods you can eat is like a lot of high protein and high fat food so like lots of meats um very low calorie type of vegetables so like when i do my diets like i consider like Spinach, broccoli, carrots, these type of vegetables, like nothing. Like, yeah. like they're, zero, they're, calories. They're zero yeah. calories to me. Like you yeah. can eat as much as you want, um, especially with it's raw. But I personally hate raw vegetables. So it's like I have to cook if it. If I'm so. tracking, I'll always put like 30, 50 calories. I'm like, whatever. This is way yeah, more than like, it is. Like I'll, I'll put some calorie aside where I won't go to my like calorie yeah. amount. And I'll just be like, I'll just eat whatever vegetables I want to right. eat that night. And then just a typical dairy, cheese, milk, yogurt, nuts and seeds. Um, so the potential effects for this is you could lower blood sugar level. So you're cheese just a carb. No, no, you can eat. Oh, I the see. typical foods you can eat is like a cheese oh, okay. and a milk. And Anyways, so the potential effects of going on this diet is you could stabilize your blood sugar level because you're literally ingesting less sugar. Like carbs is 
essentially sugar, right? Like you eat rice mm-hmm. at the end of the day. It's a it's a type of sugar, not sugar as you see as sucrose, but it's still a type of sugar. Yeah. So you could um, stabilize your blood sugar level, and that also goes to energy. So if you're not in, or if you're not intaking as much carb, you have less of the fluctuation. Like you know how if you eat a meal, you get the insulin you, spike. Yeah, exactly. And then you crash after you get really mm, tired, right? Yeah. If you're just taking less of it, the spikes and the dips just become more more leveled, right? Mm. Um. So it's very beneficial for people with di- diabetes because that's something they have to try to like regulate a lot. And then there's a potential one that says weight loss with two stars on it. So proteins themselves, if you have more protein, you get more satiated. So you could potentially eat less. Uh, but again, it goes back to the beginning. Calories in, calories out, right? So if you're just eating like 3,000 calories worth of steak every day and you're only burning like 2,000, you're, you're always going to gain weight. Yeah, 100%. Uh, potential drawbacks of this diet is constipation. So you're not getting as much of the fi- high fiber foods, potentially, right? So like some of the whole grains, like like brown rice and things like that, you're not getting. You could still eat like, you know, spinach and broccoli and stuff like that. Oh, I was going to say, when you're mentioning the, like eating a lot of proteins or whatever, I was going to be like, holy shit, I've been eating like four or five chicken breasts every single day Damn. for the last while. And it's been kind of hard. And then you mentioned that there's some drawbacks could be constipation. And I was like, I shouldn't say that. Or I was still going to think I'm constipated. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm not. laughs> well, the other thing is your, your body gets pretty used to it. Like whatever diet you yeah. get into, it takes a bit to get used to it. And once your body gets used to it, I feel like your body's very adaptable. Like, mm-hmm. it can know how to process the shit you give it. It's just give it enough time, right? Like, if you want a cheeseburger diet, like, your body will probably figure out how to poop. Did you watch that documentary of the guy that ate, like, McDonald's, McDonald's yeah, for a long time? Super and size me. Yeah, and he yeah. ended up losing weight. Not during the, the duration. No, during. There was one, I don't think it's super size it, 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 me, but it's the second one. Oh, and, like, another okay. one where he was testing the actual, like, facts and everything that happened in super size me, and he ended up actually losing weight. Calorie in, calorie out. Yeah, exactly. less calorie. But the the thing I noted was that I think he had like some organ damage during yeah, that time, probably- and then his like balls weren't working. Like he 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 was oh. like. His, his testosterone was super low and his like libido was like well i'm pretty sure they can measure low libido but, yeah yeah like his dick just didn't function as well <laughs> looks like you ain't fucking as much as <laughs> exactly um okay so there's some variations to low carb diet but then um another drawback is you get headaches and that's more in the keto diet and then you might get fatigue and weakness but again i think your body's very adaptable so for the first bit you might not get used to it you'll be like oh i can't get as much pump because i'm not eating as much rice or something but your body gets used to like burning Mm. something else Mm. um so on that same note uh we'll go to the keto diet so the keto diet is like a more intense version of the low carb diet but it's also kind of not necessarily just low carb but it's low carb high fat so specifically the high fat is what it tries to aim for so um ketosis happens in your body when you don't have enough glucose so your body starts using um ketones for energy instead and ketones are from the fats in your body so it's burning the fats in your body so to actually be in ketosis your uh blood level your ketone blood level must be between 0.5 and 3 millimole um and this one wow i haven't heard millimoles in so long (laughs) so this this is what bothers me the most is when people say they're doing keto diet and i'm like no like you don't understand first of all you should be measuring it because everyone is different so you eating like a 70 percent fat and like you know 10 percent carb 20 percent protein 
may may get you into keto, but for another person, Holy it shit, may not 20% get them protein, into. Protein that's so low. Yeah. Well, the other thing is like protein themselves get synthesized and then used as glucose later on in your body if you eat too much of it, right? Mm-hmm. So if your body's starving to to to, to get. That. Um. So then an- another point on that is that typically people will only eat about twenty to fifty grams of carbs per day. So that's I think nuts. I think that's, that's like um, like you don't even you can't even lick a piece of bread. Yeah, I'm trying to think. That's like one <laughs> banana. I think about I think a banana is about twenty grams of carbs. That's crazy though, because that means you can't eat any vegetables really. Yeah. Yeah, you can eat very little. Like, we can't fuck around with eating that lettuce that we're talking about. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm telling you, that's how. That's why when people say they're in in keto? actual uh, doing keto. It's actually way harder than Holy, they think it is. Yeah. Like they might be doing a high fat diet, but they're not actually doing a <laughs> they're keto just eating diet. like shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So then, uh, so a typical keto diet would be what I said before. So 10, 20, 70 carb, protein, fat in terms of macronutrients. So you're getting a lot of fat. And from some of the podcasts I hear too, they actually might need to get into like the 80, 90%. And what, what I said before is if you're not used to keto, it's really hard to get into it. But the saving grace for it is if you can do this for like three months, you actually start getting adaptable to, to keto and your body can stay in keto even though you fluctuate more in the food. So that means you're more versatile in that state and you can eat a bit more carbs and you won't get kicked out of that state. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So like at first it might be really hard, but then if you do get like the first couple, like three, six, whatever months, you could actually stay in it for quite a long time. Um, so a thing about why people do keto, and this isn't something I researched hard on, but a lot of the stuff I've been hearing is like it helps your brain function. So ketones themselves is what the brain prefers to consume rather than glucose or functionality. I, I also heard, um, and this is like, just don't take this yeah super seriously, but uh, I was told that, um, or I remember reading somewhere that uh, like fat helps with like cognitive function and like yeah. thinking and... Well, I think so one thing a lot of people um, had a premise on, and this is back in the day, is that they thought fat was bad for you. Like they thought fat meant fat in your body. Oh, yeah. And it's completely opposite. It's like fat is super healthy for you. It helps your hormones a lot. And to lose good fats. Good fats, yeah. yeah. And to help lose weight properly, you need that hormones. You need the the healthy fats. We didn't say good fats. And then our listeners are like, I'm going to eat a lot more fat. Let's go drink some oil. So like some of it is actually very controversial still to this day. So for example, um, the two types of fats, there's HDL and LDL. I think HDL is the good fat and LDL is a bad fat. So people always say like- It's cholesterol isn't it yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. hdl ldl yeah, yeah. so but then like foods with higher they have yeah higher effects so they increase the hdl or ldl right mm-hmm. right and then the premise before was always saturated and trans fat is bad and unsaturated fat is is good right mm-hmm. so saturated fat would be something like um butters uh yogurts milks which actually isn't that bad. Um, and like, so a lot of meat fat, so the fat on the meat itself is saturated. Uh, trans fat is the worst. Trans fat oh, is like the processed, disgusting. terrible shit. And then unsaturated fat would be like seed fat, um, avocado, things like that. Sometimes I just like eating avocados just yeah. straight out of but, um, the taste. But like, so the reason why I say it's very controversial is that they always think like, okay, let's just increase the LDL. So that's the good one. And by doing that, you have to only eat like unsaturated fat. But things like butter will increase the LDL, but they'll also increase the HDL a similar amount. So it's kind of like a net zero in terms of the what? fats, right? So like it doesn't, it doesn't. Um, again, Wait, this is no still way. controversial. 
So you can still eat butter. You can't tell me this shit. I'm going to up the butter in no, my no, diet no, but, now. But it's still, at the end of the day, I still think everything is in moderation, right? Butter. So like if you still get enough fats that are high LDL, lower HDL, and you still have something like a butter, then it's it's still okay, right? Like pretty much the whole point of the diet is to make it su- sustainable, right? So if your food tastes like shit because you're eating just unsaturated fat, then maybe you need to add something else to balance it out to have the happiness portion of it, right? Mm-mm. Um, so one keto is hard to get into, but the potential benefits is you could potentially lose weight. Again, it goes back to calorie and calorie out. So like a lot of the diets you research says they'll say, oh yeah, you'll lose weight and stuff. And I'm like, yes, maybe temporarily, but to sustain it, it's still calorie and calorie out. Um, improve cardiovascular health. Uh, so pretty much one, I guess now the common demon is uh, carbs, and it is known that higher glucose is bad for your car cardiovascular health so just more glucose in your body um will cause that and then there's a a bit of i guess a controversial one is it could potentially help some autoimmune disease but this is a this is a very fine caveat that i want to tell everyone so if you do any restriction diet so a keto diet is essentially a restriction diet you're just restricting a lot of carbs and stuff like that and you're only eating like specific foods so this is like a restrictive diet right if you restrict all the processed food in your life, you will automatically be healthier, right? If you do any restriction diet and you take out all processed food, refined grains, sugars, and stuff, it doesn't matter what the fuck that diet is, you will automatically be healthier than the normal, right? So the normal American diet, which... Well, no, it's, it's because... because I, I, is it because that processed foods just, you know, in the... Ref- in the process of refining it yeah. like loses a bunch of micronutrients and stuff uh, i think it also introduced a lot of not healthy um nutrients so like a lot of just plain sugar so like sugar doesn't do it gives you some energy but it causes a lot of inflammation in, in your system mm-hmm. so that's just bad right and then when you take out the shit in your diet you're always gonna get a better outcome even though the diet may not be good for you have you guys ever noticed when when you eat like really really shitty for a long period of time and then you you start changing up your life and you you start changing up your lifestyle and you start becoming more active or you fix up your diet and you become you eat significantly health, healthier you actually feel like just way better way better oh, yeah. so so much better well, like I, I don't know what exact how to exactly describe it but your body feels less heavy you feel less like groggy you feel like yes. you can actually move and yes. but the contrary is true so if i'm on vacation like day four in i'm fucked yeah <laughs> like day four in you know half constipated feeling tired more can't walk as much i'm inflamed everywhere where i shouldn't be inflamed it's just terrible right so like yeah. the contrary is also t- true like, when you start eating like shit you're also gonna feel like shit. yeah and i feel like some people's like normalize that right yeah true i mean well the thing is um like the the, the thing that i, I notice is uh with um like bloating and all that right like with certain foods you feel it stay in your system a lot longer right Mm -hmm. then you feel like worse and stuff like that and then it yeah it just makes you feel heavier like yes all that stuff well i think a bit of this which we'll talk about in a bit too is your gut microbiome right so like if you're eating something yeah if you're eating something that you're not used to it's going to be harder to digest just because your body's not used to it right it's just something different yeah so like if you eat fish every day and you're out in the sea you might digest that fine but if you you know go to someone who does who's never really eaten seafood it might be just harder for them to process that right i've been kind of experimenting with what makes me bloated or not and it's so interesting to to like 
realize just how many foods make you bloated. Yeah. Like, it's not normal to be... I used to think it was normal that, like, you know, when you wake up, you can see, like, abs and all this shit, and you look yeah. all shredded, and yeah. throughout the day, you kind of get bloated, and you can't see your abs anymore. That's not normal at all. That's a sign that you're eating foods that make your body, like, inflamed, and your body's uncomfortable. Like, you should look the same when you wake up. Maybe a little bit less, because you'll be drinking water and stuff. Yeah. But relatively, relatively the, same. the same. Yeah. And that's insane. And I've been cutting, like, a lot of my carbs, and that's been helping so I... much with bloating. Yeah. It's in, it's it's crazy. So so normally I do a very low carb, high fat diet, but not not keto. I'm not gonna claim I'm doing keto. But I do admit when I was doing vegetarian, it was almost impossible. So I could didn't do that. And I was telling R Star before, I had the worst indigestion and like the worst like my body just couldn't handle it. I like my knee started like getting inflamed and everything. It was just like just going to shits. And I feel like maybe a bit of that is my microbiome being used to one way, but I legitimately think a part of those carbs that I was eating is just not good yeah. for me. Yeah. yeah. It's just not good for my body. During this experiment with my diet, I definitely think that like carbs doesn't sit well with my body yeah. that much either. Yeah. How much I bloat. Yeah. So uh, a potential risk to keto is you could get the keto flu. So a lot of people has, have heard about this. This is like uh, you get this like flu-like symptoms throughout keto just because your body's all fucked up and it's not used to using ketones rather than the, the glucose in its blood. Um, so that's a potential. I've never, I've never really heard any like personal stories of people going through, but I've heard a lot of people online saying, yes, going through keto, you will go through this, this stage, uh, potential for constipation. So, um, just again, depends. Like if you're taking out all these high fiber foods, then it's just, you know, harder at first, but I think body, the body can adapt and there's something called DKA. So this is something with diabetes. So people, um, with diabetes, now, I'm probably going to butcher this, so if you guys really want to know it, just search it up. It's something about, like, their uh, insulin levels all fucked up, so they have a lot of glucose in their body. And then um, they also have a lot of ketones in their body because of um, the keto diet. And then something about because their body's not intaking that keto because there's so much uh, glucose in their blood, so they're still using the glucose because their insulin's all fucked up. Mm-hmm. Um, that high amount of ketones would make their blood very acidic and it's very bad for the body. Um, but this is, again, with people with uh, diabetes generally. So, But again, like, not recommending any fucking diet. If you want to do this, go search up your own <laughs> research, talk to your own people. <laughs> um, so another version, or not really version, but another kind of low-carb diet is called a Dukin diet. Wait, am I, am I saying this? I feel like it was called the Durkin diet. The Durkin or Dukin? Oh, actually, uh, one thing I want to do is I want to show you guys what a typical day for a keto person would be. Okay, it is. Okay, so I pulled up. Um, what is this? Low carb diet. No. Keto diet. So if you guys just search these diets, uh, one site I like to use a lot is Healthline. Um. They just always source their things. So they'll source back to like PubMed articles and stuff of how they got this information. Um, And then just a typical day of eating would be, let's see. Okay, so a sample keto meal plan for one week. So breakfast, you'll eat veggie and egg muffins with tomatoes. 
Lunch would be chicken salad with olive oil, feta cheese, olives, and side salad. And then dinner would be salmon with asparagus cooked in butter. So, oh. sounds fucking okay. Still, still possible, but you have to still like reduce the amount of vegetables and stuff. I was gonna say, yeah, like, but th- these aren't like high carb vegetables, right? These are like tomato, uh, side salad. So, I assume it's just lettuce, which is very low amount of carbs, and then asparagus, not that high, right? But even in fiber, though, right? Yeah, um, asparagus is kind of heavy. <laughs> Yeah, it just just depends on how much you eat. Again, this is like a sample, right? So you still have to calculate to your own, um, like, yeah, macronutrients, body weight, and stuff like that. Um, So Tuesday would be egg, tomato, basil, spinach, almond. Uh, Lunch would be almond milk, peanut butter, spinach, cocoa powder, and stevia milkshake uh, with the sides of sliced strawberries. Okay, dude, one thing I want to talk about, shakes. Stevia milkshake? I have no idea. But anyways, one thing I want to talk about is milk, uh, or like... Shakes or smoothies in general, I always want to tell people like if you can do the alternative, always just eat the food itself because you're losing out on the fiber and the potential of what it can be like for the whole foods. Yeah, if you turn it into a shake or a smoothie. So like I I get it. Some people can't. They're they 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 live a busy life or you know booster juice is easy to get to and stuff like that to get their um like micronutrients. But if you can, always go for the whole food rather than the shake. I feel well, like a lot of people think that all shakes are really healthy. No. If no, it comes yeah. from like any health food store yeah. or any yeah. place that makes it sound a little healthier, it's all just branding. None of them are healthy yeah. at all. True. Like, don't don't quote me on this, but I think I, I, I've said this before to like R-Star and stuff. Like, to, to drink a cup of orange juice, the amount of um, actual orange? sugar, sugar yeah. in the orange... You need to eat like four whole oranges. Oh, yeah. So like you could down a whole cup of orange juice, no problem. But you'll be feel full after eating full or like four oranges, right? So like that's why it's so dangerous drinking these juices and stuff because they have um a lot of calories and they don't satiate you. Right. It's the fiber that satiates you, right? Yeah, in, yeah. in fruits yeah. and when you when you make juice out of it, literally yeah. you're just taking the sugar and the water from yeah, the fruits. Exactly, it's, you're pretty much taking the worst aspects of the fruit, the fruit and you're yeah. only intaking that when you mm-hmm. don't intake any of the fibers, like especially the skin, like not like banana or orange skins, but like the skin of an apple or like a pear. That's actually really good for you. Like you shouldn't peel that off. You're trying to most eat of that. the nutrients are right. I don't. I wouldn't know, say most, but definitely most of the a lot of the fibers there. Definitely a lot of the fiber. So another diet we got is the Dukin diet. Uh, I'll go through this pretty quickly. It's just four phases. So there's an attack phase. So that's one to 10 days. You eat all lean protein you want. 1.5 tablespoon of oat bran and six cups of water for, for one to 10 days. Um, I think it's just them just trying to lose a bunch of weight really fast in their first phase. Second phase is called the cruise phase. You add limited non-starchy vegetables every other day plus additional 0.5 tablespoon of oat bran. So if you guys don't know what oat bran is, when you process something like rice, the shell of the rice is the oat bran, right? And Wait, then there's what? the shell of the rice. Yeah, so the shell of the rice is the oat bran. So like, if you guys don't know how rice is made, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a wheat, and then they keep cutting the outside until they just get the middle part, which is the rice, which is actually less healthy than the outside, which has higher fiber. So that's oat bran. It's just the outside of that. Um, co- consolidation phase. So that's. Five days per pound loss. You get veggies every day, one piece of fruit, two slices of whole grain bread, one serving of hard cheese, one to two servings of celebration food. Like celebration. I said, I fucking hate this this type of diet. It's just whatever food, right? And then it's the state and then after that it's state stabilization, which is ongoing. It's eat whatever you like, one day of attack phase with three tablespoon of oat bran a day. 
Um, this so, sounds so complicated. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's very um, fat in, in in my opinion. Yeah. Like you just try it out, and then after like two months, you lose five pounds. And yeah. You're like that was great, anyways. Yeah, yeah. And then once you go back to the stabilization phase and eat whatever the fuck you like, you're gonna gain all that back. Yeah. Especially if your lifestyle is still exactly the same. So, but yeah, that's the Duke and diet. Uh, oh, another thing I've learned when I've done this research: if you search any diet, and there's a website based just for that diet and a company just for that diet it's kind of a scam <laughs> in my opinion like such a scam yeah so like there's a duke and diet like Let website dukeanddiet.com yeah exactly and it's just like oh my god this already instantly feels like a scam like you probably have to pay something for this and it just sounds dumb um so then and there's another similar one called the atkins diet so it's again four phases there's a induction phase so two weeks 20 grams of carbs per day from vegetables and only and then high protein meals. So just it's like super low carb and then lots of protein. And then after that, um, if you're 10 pounds away from your goal, you start to add vegetables, berries, nuts, and seeds. After that, you go into pre-maintenance. So till you reach your goal weight, you add 10 grams of carbs each week. And then you stop if you start losing weight. Or you start you stop if you start gaining weight or if you stop losing weight. Holy, this, this seems like it's so hard to track. It's... Yeah. it's um. Well, okay, so the minor good things I find about these diet is that it may give people who have zero idea a starting point. You know what I mean? Like, if you just just a starting point of what this diet such, might like be. like such a difficult starting point. Is it, isn't, wouldn't a better starting point be like, all right, let's just look at my calories and yeah, let's see what my main is calories. Are. Yeah, but I feel like I've met a lot of people who likes to do something like this where there's like a set plan. So, for example, when, when the three of us, when we look at our calories and macros and stuff, our goal is like a continuously moving goal and we know how to adjust to it, right? Mm -hmm. I feel like some people are very rigid in their mindset and like how they think. So they need a set plan. They need like, okay, two weeks of this, three weeks of this, oh, one like week of this and then whatever, right? And that's fine. I feel like if people want to change for the better, at least give them a starting point. But I definitely will warn them, this is not not sustainable whatsoever. You have to find your sustainable point later on. But this is like some like for sure not sustainable. Definitely way. a fat diet. Like one of yeah. those diets that you would have before you go to a wedding or something. Yeah, shit, yeah, yeah. Where like, just oh, to lose like a bunch of weight just for this yeah. one occasion, and then you you're probably gonna gain it back really quickly. Yeah. Um. So the next one is the low fat diet. So I think this got really popular back in the day when like fat was shamed a lot. Like, oh yeah, fat's bad for you. It's gonna cause heart disease, etc., etc., etc. Right. Mm -hmm. Um. So they aim to just take out more of the fat out of it. Um. I it's I personally would say that the professionals will only recommend this for people that might have like potential heart disease or cholesterol problems. Like if you just take out fat in general, you're just you're for sure gonna lower. You're gonna it, right? fuck your hormones up. Yeah, you will fuck your hormones up a lot if you reduce the fat a lot. Um, it will reduce the saturated and trans fat intake, which is a bit of what people think are the un unhealthy ones. Like trans fat, I know for sure is unhealthy. I think saturated fat is still a bit debatable. Um, but it reduces this because you're reducing all fat, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's just a net re reduce, right? And then I think I put up a thing about the story of fats. Um, I want to see if I can go. I mean, having high the cholesterol body. and stuff can be kind of scary. It can be, but I think nowadays we've figured out the nuances more, right? Like yeah. high LDL, high HDL, that's the main difference, right? And I feel like in the future, we'll figure out more nuances of what's good, right? easy to eat foods that have high uh, cholesterol 
Yeah. So pretty much what happened was there was this one guy called Keys. Um, what's his name? Ansel Keys. So back in the day, this is the history of fat and why it became like demonized. Um, he used to make the food packets for the military when they, when they were in the wars. Mm-hmm. So like in World War II, the little rations that you would eat, he would make that. And he, he wanted to find out more about nutrition and things like that. Um, he pretty much just said that he thinks that fats may be causing, you know, some of the issues with a lot of people in, in America. Mm-hmm. And this is after the war. But he also clearly said that more studies is required. Like he thinks this is the case from the current preliminary studies he's done, but he needs additional funding to do more studies to figure out if that's really the case. But you you know how the media is. They just took that first statement and just said, okay, fat's bad for you guys. Everyone just take all the fats, right? Like the rice thing. Yeah. And then later on, the same guy would go to say like, oh, hey, we actually found that glucose is actually way worse than the fats, right? Mm. So, um, but it's just the media blowing something up that shouldn't be blown up yet, right? There's a lot of nuances. Yeah. Um, But yeah, there's there's a lot of differing opinion. um, And I still think there's a lot of differing opinion on saturated fats, but definitely like omega-3 fat acids. So like fats from fish, fats from avocado, fats from seeds, those are definitely uh, healthy. I think another controversy is um, some seed fats are highly processed. So like oh, yeah. some canola oils, some uh, some oils from different seeds are highly processed. And I think that may actually have a negative effect. Like if I had to pick one, I would pick rather butter than those highly processed oils. It reminds me of how like a lot of people jumped on the train of using coconut oil. But so coconut oil isn't actually as good for you as everyone thinks yeah, it is. It's, it's, I, I hate it when people kind of do that without kind of looking at it. And I hate when people demonize something without looking at all the facts. Yeah, right? Right? Like, hey, you know these fats shouldn't have been demonized and now we've created a culture of people eating way too much carbs Mm. and i think what it actually created was the economy made it so carbs are way cheaper to process now so like if you have like a super high carb diet you're actually spending really little money like oh yeah just imagine like a bag of rice and like how much you get from that right um but it's less healthy for you but i feel like that got so cheap is because um the economy and the people who make these things got better at making carbs and that's why it became so cheap. I was just thinking about that the other day and how whenever you go out to restaurants, you just know your diet's going to get fucked up oh, a little because okay. it's going to be like high carb on everything. It's going to be carb filled, right? And that's yeah. what fills you up and it's the cheapest, right? Yeah. So they load it yeah. up. But it, it's a combination too because like um, fats are good for you, but fats in combination with a lot of carbs is not good for you too, right? And it's not really just the fat doing it, it's the carbs doing it too. And on top of that, I feel like whenever I eat a restaurant, uh, at any restaurant, there's way too much sodium. Like, they put a lot of salt and everything. But that's what makes it taste good. Oh, yeah. That's why you go. Yeah. And then a lot of fat, but a lot, a lot of carbs in it. A lot of refined carbs, too. There's, like, right. never that much protein. Yeah, which sucks. Um, But, yeah. So, low-fat diet, I feel like, is not as popular nowadays. Um, Potentially for good reason. Um, But, yeah. Uh, that's one possibility. Next one I want to talk about, which I absolutely hate, is the vegan diet. So the vegan diet excludes all animal products. Um, it's so hard. Yeah. Actually. So you take out all the meat, you take out all the dairy, cheese, anything that like touches a fucking By animal. Product of an animal. Yeah. So I don't even know if they can use like deodorant, right? Because this isn't the gelatin from deodorant. Okay. From so technically, if you say you're a vegan, people expect you to live this whole vegan lifestyle, like use sustainable things, use things that aren't animal byproducts, like you can't use bee- beeswax, 
fucking lip chap or any of that shit. Like none of that. But then there's also people that just take vegan diets as literally just how you eat and yeah. the actual diet. Yeah. And it's not a whole lifestyle. Yeah. Like I actually got like bitched out by someone saying, like in high school, I wanted to try being a vegan or having a vegan disgusting. diet Absolutely for a few disgusting. months because I watched too many PETA videos. Yeah. And I had some people tell me like, oh, you're not actually a vegan because you use lip chap. And I was like, all right. I'm well, not trying to live like this whole ass lifestyle. Yeah. Veganism, right? It's so fucked. Cause like I think I said this in the podcast before. I was asking like my master at a temple once. It's like there is murder or death by proxy, right? So for example, you buy a piece of paper, comes from a piece of wood. That piece of wood came from a tree, and when the lumberjack cut down the tree, it killed a bird or bugs or animals or whatever, right? Like me buying that piece of paper is that killing animals, right? Because mm-hmm. in Buddhism we try to not that killed animals but he's like that proxy stuff is so hard to like figure out because like that could be anything right like the water you drink could be from a reservoir that had to come from a dam and that dam killed a thousand birds just to build or a thousand like critters or whatever right so like that proxy shit is so fucking hard to to actually figure out if it's killing something right exactly so yeah it's so hard being a vegan Holy yeah shit. i think vegan's very difficult but i also the part i don't like it is it's very culty it's like it feels very cult like you know like the vegans unite together and then you know they're shame people who eat meat <laughs> and stuff like that and and you know is it the same people who like throw blood or whatever on people's fur coat because it's like oh yeah killing like animals with furs and stuff yeah. I'm like oh, man you guys are uh, way too political for what's us. what's actually um like what this reminds me of actually, actually is I watched this one uh like little short of uh it, it's like a like a Facebook reel yeah and basically what it is it's like uh so I, this this thing is called like find the odd one out or something like that and it's just like a group of people like it's like an animation short no 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 it's just like it's it's almost like a pseudo game show so what happens is like they put they put a bunch of people in a room right and then let's say it's like eight people or six people and then of the five five of them are the same or what they claim to be and then one of them is not and then they have to like talk and just find out who like oh i think i've seen this this is like there's this like snapchat stuff oh, is, this too, a, right? is this a youtube channel called cut uh, I, I watched it on Facebook Reel, so uh, I don't know. Okay. So yeah, anyway, so, so one, one of them was, was like, like vegan, like. I know who the fucking vegan is. Find out who the non-vegan is. Oh, so they're all vegans? Everybody's a vegan, and then one person is not a vegan, and then they like, you know, talk through it, and uh, they try to find out who the non-vegan is. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like that sounds a terrible idea for that one. Yeah, it's funny, and then so anyways, um, so then they vote out, um, you know who who isn't the vegan or who they think is not the vegan or whatever yeah. oh and then so, so once, once you think once, once you think that you've actually got the quote-unquote mole out of the out of the game you yeah. can you can decide to just like call the game and then everybody that survived yeah. gets to split the cash money price but then if the mole is still in there then the mole will take the entire oh cash that sounds pretty fun i think i know what you're talking about so so the it's mole... like a, the setup or the setting is like black right they're all standing in a black room and there's like neon neon uh, lights. It's, it's like in a box yeah yeah, yeah. Oh. and you have to, and people slowly get kicked out right yeah it's like a timer or something yeah. so, oh. this, yeah. so it's like um werewolf or like uh, mafia. mafia right a little bit yeah oh, okay. so anyway so in this like vegan one right um what happened was 
this person, person was saying like oh, oh so, so like, like you know what brought, brought you into you. veganism whatever and then they started talking, talking about, about like oh yeah so then they talked about the vegan diet right yeah and then this other person was much more um like higher on the spectrum uh of being a vegan where they like you know no longer wore like down clothes or like leather and stuff like that and then so one of them was like oh no way you're fucking vegan because you know like you're literally oh wearing God, leather right, right now or whatever right yeah. and, and then, then so then they, they voted them out and then it ended up being like okay yeah you know like i'm actually a vegan because because like blah 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 but, but like i'm, I'm just starting out and yeah, all that yeah. stuff so, so it's, it's like, like it just kind of brings to perspective uh like, like the, the degree of veganism yeah right so it's, it's fucking crazy who can claim themselves a bit yeah vegan? i just think it's um it's very culty for sure it feels culty it feels i don't know it just doesn't feel natural like it feels like i don't know it just feels more it's it's, it's hard to explain but i feel like these um products maybe from animals it just feels like it was there for a reason kind of thing like i think it's because people abuse it and that's why they have yeah, I, I get it. And 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 a part of me always questions like their purpose, right? So, okay, if a vegan's like I don't want to harm animals anymore, I'm like, okay, you could still eat an egg, but just from a reliable farmer who doesn't like treat its animals poorly and right. still gets an egg, right? You don't have to just not eat all eggs. You could also still eat drink so milk. Like you're standing up for the wrong cause or you're yeah. doing it wrong. Yeah, exactly. Way. Like what what is your what is your reason? If your reason is purely, hey, I don't want to hurt animals, I'll, I'll be like, okay, there's there's like farm fresh stuff from reliable farmers that you can get these products. You don't even have to eat the meat. You can still eat the milk and the cheese and the and the butter and the eggs. And if they're a reliable person or farmer and they, you know, you've seen their practice, then there should be no issue with you eating their stuff, right? But if you're just saying that, oh no, I'm just gonna eat, you know, none of this just because of this, I feel like a nonsensical reason. Of I like cult. to see these things in like numbers and maybe this is actually a bad mindset, but I feel like if you're becoming a vegan because you won't, you don't want animals to be abused or you don't like what you see in farms or PETA videos and yeah. you should do something directly towards those companies to stop that actual thing. Like, go yes. target those big fucking companies <clears throat> instead of, oh, I'm not going to buy an egg today from Superstar. That's not going to do shit. Yeah. And even you and, like, a few thousand other people that think the same way yeah. that, like, oh, I'm not going to buy this egg because it's not from a free-range yeah. farm or whatever it's not actually going to do or anything. or you could even do the contrary the support, you could do the contrary and support the people who are treating animals properly right? yeah like i feel like there are farms who treat their animals well and they produce good products and they probably charge more for it but for good reason right they're putting more effort into it and they can't do like a mass mass production if if your if your stance is on that then go go do that yeah right? and like those like go go support those people so they can grow so then yeah right yeah exactly. exactly and like those people that buy those eggs that are i don't know at first it was uh cage-free eggs and then eventually it became free range free. and then it became like whatever the fucking shit it sounds so it's all just marketing like yeah. you could say that you're buying free range eggs or cage-free eggs but then just because they're cage-free eggs doesn't mean they're not being locked up in some terrible building yeah. that doesn't take care of them and all yeah. the birds aren't like stuffed into one one yeah. coop or some shit like i i, I could make a giant biodome and just put like a fuck ton of chickens yeah, in it and, and just be like oh they are all in the wild technically yeah or even if it says like grass fed like yeah. you could throw some fucking grass into the coop and then you can call it grass fed. true yeah 
Yeah. There's two, like, the way that they market these things, like, the, I feel like there's a lot of loopholes, right? Like, yeah, and as long as, like, you're under the legal, the legal definition or whatever, yeah, it's, yeah. like, like, it's and so, like, like I want to, I want to talk, talk about this with, especially with fast food and, like, processed food, yeah. you know how, like, let's talk about McDonald's and, like, the legalities of that, so, like, okay, shit, I, I mean, let's not, let's not, like, you know, defame anything, but, like, let, let's say, like, this company, this fast food company, says like, "Oh, this is made with 100% it has golden real arches that no one else knows about." <laughs> you know? Wait, isn't there? Okay, no, you, you can say whatever shit because no one listens to this. Well, well, for example, like, doesn't Wendy say they don't use any frozen patties or whatever? Right, but no, like, let's say, let's say, like, they, let's say this one product they say uses 100% real Canadian beef. Yeah. So then, like, is it 100% real like beef from Canada, or is it 100%? real beef right you know right. like it's oh, the way yeah. that they phrase yeah. this yeah. oh yeah so it's 100 percent made in canada yeah. but it could have like other shit in it yeah it right. isn't completely beef right so, so it's, it's like like, like the, the play on the words it's like oh in my mind it's like okay when they say this yeah. it has to be like real beef it's 100 yeah. percent pure beef but realistically it's like oh it's 100 percent like, like all the beef. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? So Dude, it's like oh dude, that reminds me of um Subway's tuna. Wasn't there wait, a story what? about Subway's tuna not even being like actually tuna? Oh what? Fuck, I wanna find it now. Okay, I'm gonna go search it that up. That reminds me of how like Subway if you look if you buy ice cream, a lot of ice creams don't say it's ice cream anymore. It'll just say frozen like frozen dessert. Yeah, frozen milk dessert or some shit because they can't legally call it okay, ice cream. So this isn't me, I'm not claiming this, but this is from uh the Washington Post, okay? So you guys will have beef with them. <laughs> Um, so let's say, uh, uh, so in this article says, a representative of Subway said the claims are without merit, blah, blah, blah. Okay, let's see what else was the claim. So I think what happened, and you guys can search this up yourself, if you just Google Subway's tuna story or whatever, pretty much um, there's a group suing Subway saying like, you know, your tuna is not actually made from tuna. They did an analysis and they said that the ingredients were not tuna and not even, they, they weren't even fish. Whoa. So they weren't sure what it was, right? Um, oh, so, so it's, it's like, like, it's like crab meat that like. Like, like imitation, imitation crab meat oh. that kind of tastes like crab meat, but is no, like yeah. artificially made. Like you, I feel like if you taste crab, like imitation crab meat, it doesn't actually taste like crab meat, but it tastes like it was it's it's crab it's made of fish. Yeah, it's made yeah. of some type of fish, but yeah. Wait, it's like it how strawberry fish? flavored yeah. things don't actually taste like strawberries, but yeah. you know it's strawberry. You know yeah. blue flavored things? It's just blue. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what flavor that is. You're at like a blue Gatorade, and you're like, what the oh, fuck yeah. is this? It's like, is or, it blue raspberry? Wait, is blue raspberry even a real thing? Yeah, right. <laughs> like, is someone out there farming blue raspberries? <laughs> I was just gonna say that you know, uh, blue raspberry is actually just raspberry flavored. You think it's yeah. different, but it was actually a marketing ploy by this one guy that wanted more of his products on the shelf, so he just colored his raspberry flavored blue and just labeled Whoa. it blue. but it actually it tastes, tastes different like raspberry flavored yeah, stuff i think so too. tastes very different all right it's time for us to start the jv green raspberry drink <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah something about so we tune yeah but it's, it's the same story where like from these fast foods you don't even know what the like what it is the right? composition like, yeah. of it right yeah, yeah. which I, I also feel like for them to make so much money at scale they have to have everything so processed where there's no true expiry date you know what i mean like where things have such a long shelf life and that's how they make 
all their or a lot of their their money is from just mass producing all these things that have just immense shelf life yeah uh beware faster hey but don't don't get me wrong a part of this podcast is not to shame people out there about this stuff i fucking love fast food i rarely eat it like i still eat it but it's more of a occasional thing like once every two weeks type of thing for me rather than um you know potentially daily things for others right i feel like tracking mm-hmm. macros and learning about all this diet stuff has ruined my enjoyment my yeah enjoyment with a lot of foods like i can never eat like i rarely ever eat fast foods anymore because i just know what's in it and i can't enjoy it anymore i don't know completely ruined i love fast food okay so for me the one thing and i've been really good at it so the one thing i always crave is popeye's fried chicken i crave that all the time especially from greasebach has to be the greasebach popeye's fried chicken if you guys are listening hit us up with some free popeye's fried chicken but anyways only from greaseback yeah only from greaseback if you're anywhere else fuck off <laughs> um but yeah but i've been pretty good because i've only had it like twice in the last six months but every other week i would crave it i'm like oh i want this so badly but then i'm like okay no i'm like going out with joyce i don't want to grab you know fast food and then sunday we go v-ball and then i'm so cheap too because if there's food at home i'll be like okay i'll just i'll just finish my food at home like there's no point going on buying food i'll, I'll just finish what i have right I I'll, I'll just like that's save that's money smart. and just do that so then I, I've only had it like twice in the last six months. The other thing I crave a lot is chicken wings. So you know how like there's these like wing Wednesday, wing Tuesday or these wing deals? Mm. The only problem is that yeah. I like count my macros from Monday to Friday so I can never get it. Because <laughs> like, <laughs> there's no way I can fit these wings into my actual macros. And then there's never wing deals like Saturdays or, 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 or Sundays. So I pretty much have not had wings for like almost a year already. Wow, that's crazy. For me, it's... <laughs> It's like, like as a wing wing deal like you know the wing deal where it's like 20 wings oh, for like i was just whatever. gonna say we went for wings like like a few weeks ago what where? do you mean you guys went for we went for wings yeah oh, wait, you <laughs> like no as in like you know how like brewster's has a wings deal where yeah. it's like 20 or 30 cents for wings or something like that um i haven't done that in like a year just because it's always on a weekday and i'm meal meal prep pretty hard on the weekdays yeah, so yeah. Do you know Boston Pizza has wings for like ten dollars for Dude, like sixteen? I think our star will totally agree with this one. Back in the day, Kelsey's Kelsey's, Kelsey's yeah, had Kelsey's. the best deal. The best wings, the quality was like real wings. It was like double the size of Brewster wings. It actually had meat on it and it actually had like a nice coating on it. And it was a sick deal. And then every single one in Canada closed down. Yeah, it was that. I was wondering if it was my fault. Did I eat too many wings there? You made them bankrupt. <laughs> was it me? You stop going. <laughs> and then that's a, hmm. True. Um, but yeah, I, I actually don't even know. Like, If you guys know any good wing spots, uh, hit me up. Because I don't know when, when any good ones. It used to be Kelsey's for me. Then it was Hudson's. But then Hudson's got shitty. Well, and now then, they have this place called Wing Snob. But it's like high quality wings. But I feel like the price is not, uh, you know. Yeah, like when I imagine wings, I imagine from my childhood eating a fuck ton for a low price. Was, and yeah. just feeling shitty after. I was just going to say, I feel like yeah. I haven't had any wings that beat homemade wings. Homemade wings or like barbecue or Okay, you know what I was thinking? So we, um, for the last couple of months, we have this thing where on Saturday we just make a bunch of food. We should do a wing night challenge where everyone brings their own wing recipe. Oh my god, we should. And we'll have like 20 wings per person. We'll bring it and then we all try from each other's wings and we'll see who has the best one. Oh, I made some, okay. Right, you know, you know. So, so I was thinking about that because we have to have the same 
base of chicken or what? Uh, okay, so so we'll go like Costco or something. We'll buy a giant yes. bag, like two giant bags, and we'll split it amongst everyone, and okay. then we all make the same. So like. The, the chicken itself won't change, but how you treat the chicken and how you flavor the chicken okay. will change. Oh my god. So, so anyways, we, we had this whole cuisine thing every Saturday or every other Saturday or something like that. And I was thinking like, hey, there's only so many cuisines left. This is going to end someday. So I was like, what's the best thing? We either do like a chili like, contest or a wings contest. We could do like actual just recipes and everyone does a different version. Exactly. Well, like that's what I'm wings. saying with the wings yeah. thing. Like the, we could start doing challenges where we all bring... Cause, Fuck yeah. Because... Be honest, I'm kind of. I have a bit of a PTSD from our um, Vietnam Vietnam where we didn't eat till like 9 p.m. and we we're cooking. <laughs> so it's like, okay, we all bring already cooked food. We can just start eating. Mm-hmm. Plus, I I personally don't like um like I hate the too many chefs in the kitchen thing. So that's so why like, I have I'm to cook out. in my own space. Yeah. But anyways, going back to the vegan diet. Uh, so studies have shown that vegan diet does help in weight loss. Um, has higher fiber, so it's good for blood sugar, blood pressure, heart disease. But again, back to very restrictive diets. If you restrict all the shit from the diet, you're for sure going to get some benefits from it, right? Like if you restrict all the processed foods from the diet and all that stuff, you're always going to get some type of benefit from it. Mm. Which is also my um, bias that I don't like the vegan diet. Um, The risk I put here is there's insufficient amount of certain um, micronutrients. So B12, vitamin D, omega-3, iron, calcium, zinc. So these are very common things to get in um, meat products, but very hard to get in a vegan diet. Um, Another risk is happiness because you'll probably be not happy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, being a vegan diet? Yeah, being a vegan diet. Oh, and one thing I learned when I was doing this research is if you cook with cast iron, you get more iron in your diet. Yeah. I had no idea. Whoa, yeah. no way. Yeah. Yeah, you get like, uh, so if you don't cook with cast iron, you get literally zero. And I think if you do, you get like X amount of milligrams more in your diet from cooking with cast iron. You know, wow. people who are iron deficient sometimes buy iron bars, literally just like chunks of iron and then you cook with it. So like if you're making soup, you'll just dunk the iron, iron. in. Oh. You know, and, and it just like infuses your food with more iron. Can they just eat like, is it spinach that has good iron in it or something? If you cook it, yeah, or something. Yeah. Oh my God, I don't like spinach. Oh, really? The thing I don't, like, I like spinach, but... I like it. Do you ever feel like your teeth? Yeah, the like, back of your teeth oh is all my gritty. God. Yeah, I hear you, dude. I feel like I taste the iron on spinach too much. Oh, oh really? Like Maybe you have some iron right. sensitivity. Why don't you just take iron like pills? I'm, like licking a, a penny or some I, shit every single time I oh, eat. Oh, so you're going to see like iron balls or something? Yeah, that's what I was Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Some um, iron balls there too. Mind. Yeah, so that's the vegan diet. I um don't like it. But the next one we'll talk about is the carnivore diet, which I I don't think I'll ever be able to fully do um, for specific reasons. But uh, I'm I'm pretty into animal products and stuff. So pretty much the carnivore diet is very self-explanatory. Ex- excludes all food except meat, eggs, and some low lactose dairy. So low lactose dairy would be like butter, um, heavy cream, things like that. And so like a higher lactose dairy would be I think like yogurt and things mm-hmm. like that. So. Uh, pretty much excludes everything else. You're pretty much eating like steaks, hamburgers, bacons, all those things every day. So some potential benefit. Again, this benefit, I want to say with a caveat, if you remove all the shit in your diet, you're always going to get some type of benefit, right? You remove all the refined sugar, all the processed food, you're going to get some type of some type of benefit, right? And you will put, what they say in the carnivore diet is you might get weight loss because um, you're eating more proteins, which satiate you more and um, kind of prevents the whole you know, wanting to eat more with higher higher protein food. Um, it restricts processed food, so that's good. 
a potential anti-inflammatory property. So that's again, uh, with the whole getting rid of um, carbs and stuff could potentially reduce uh, in inflammation. Again, potential benefits to people with autoimmune disease, but it goes back to if you're restricting all the bad shit in your diet, you're probably going to get some good benefits, right? Um, risk is high in saturated fats, potentially high in sodium. So like a lot of carnivore diets incorporate like bacon and breakfast sausages and stuff. And those are really salty food. Um, it lacks micronutrients and fiber. So like, I think a lot of people might say that you get constipated or something or something gets fucked up with your poop. But again, I think your body would adjust after a while. Really? But, yeah, apparently. But it de definitely lacks a lot of the micronutrients. Like I suggest if anyone do any of this like restrictive elimination diet, take your, um, Take your multivitamins. In fact, uh, I did a mini research on one. The most cost-effective best multivitamin is the Kirkland uh, Kirkland one. So the Costco brand one. You know, I was actually telling some friends about it. Whenever people talk about like supplements yeah. and stuff, I'm like, oh, I have this one friend that actually did this research. And yeah. So yeah. pretty much what I did in that research is I just looked through all the micronutrients you need and how much you need per day. And then I pretty much supplement my body if I can eat that amount of micronutrients and then if i can i will take like a, a pill or something like that right and i found that the most cost effective one for getting as much as you can get would be uh the kirkland brand one i forgot which uh thing they mimic so pretty much there's another brand also sold at costco <clears throat> that costs like uh, a couple dollars more but they're exactly the same like i went through the ingredient list i went through all the micronutrients it's exactly identical to the numbers so I like for my supplementation, I pretty much take that. I take omega-3 oils and then I take vitamin D. So it's the main ones I take. But yeah, like if you do any elimination diet, I highly suggest, you know, do some type of supplementation. supplementation. Yeah. Sure. When I was doing that vegan diet for a few months, I got so tired. And <sighs> I know it's because I didn't do enough research on what um, vitamins and minerals I was lacking. But every single day, I could not function without two solid like two hour naps every single day. Yeah, it's probably that's all why that's, I stopped. Actually, it was too unsustainable to nap that. Probably all that cult stuff you had to keep up with too, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Being on a vegan diet. All right, the next one is um, the paleo diet. I don't know if you guys ever heard of the paleo diet. It uh, you know where I've heard of it from. What would you hear from, from you? <laughs> so it pretty much replicates what hunter and gatherers used to eat. So like pretty much whole whole food based, right? So the food would be like meat, fish, eggs, vegetables, fruits, nuts, seeds, spice, and oils. Not really any limitation, kind of up to you, but it's those specific things you should be eating. So no processed refined food, right? Which is good. It restricts all processed foods. It's very flexible, as in you can eat mostly everything. Um, so I personally think this is a very good way if someone wants to think of, hey, you know, I'm doing okay in terms of my weight or anything. I just want to find something healthier. I will lean towards something like a paleo diet where you just eat way more whole foods and less processed stuff. But some things is tough, right? Like um, you'll have to get yogurt at specific places. So one of the drawbacks is that it's very expensive and it just in general lacks dairy products because I think in the paleo world, they didn't have that as much dairy products. Uh, but it's just straight up more expensive. You only eat whole foods. Processed foods is just cheaper. You know, oh, yeah. better shelf life is just cheaper, right? Um, but it's good because it's simple. It's high in fiber and micronutrients. It's super healthy. Um, but it is lacking some things. So it's really up to you, right? If um, if you have the money and you don't care about the expensive part, I would say, you know, 
But honestly, if I had a lot of money to spend on my diet and stuff, I would get like a fucking personal chef or something. Like if I had yeah. that kind of money, and then I would you just, be like, tell- you just yeah. don't think about it. You know? Yeah, you yeah. just tell them this is my diet. You better fucking yeah. Like these are you make me stuff that fits into it. Yeah, you literally tell them these are my macronutrient percentages. These are the type of food I like to eat. Um, and then Figure they'll just it make out. stuff right. And it's their job, right? Like I always uh, envied when I see shows and like you know people going through or like a celebrity going through a day in their life and they have like a personal chef come and cook them all this food i was like oh my god that food looks so fucking bomb like and and they get to eat that for every single meal but i also kind of wonder like do they like if they ate instant noodle would they just not enjoy it anymore just because they always get these like if they eat a very simple food would they just not enjoy it yeah i feel like there's uh guilty pleasures for a lot of people you know true but like you know, like, yeah, I was saying before, you know how Gordon Ramsay bashes, like, everything that's not, like, really good? Like, I wonder if that's just because his palate is so refined to, like, French fancy cuisine and shit. When he eats, like, you know, just a basic chow mein from somewhere, he's just, like, disgusted by it. Because that would make my life shitty. Because sometimes I just like the very simple, basic stuff that isn't as healthy. Um. Okay, next up is okay now we're getting into the woo-woo shit so weight watchers you guys know what weight watchers is yep yep so they rebrand themselves to ww um because i think having the word weight in it was like triggering to people yeah yeah some bullshit like that so pretty much what they do is very similar to what i would do in a sense and what like i think viv and r star would do in terms of a diet except they charge you money is the only difference of what we do and what they do so what they do is they first assess each person so they'll assess your age weight height gender and your um, activity level so then and also your goals right so pretty much that's what we would normally do we would f- figure out what our maintenance uh, calories is and then we want to gain weight we go higher we don't want to gain weight we go lower right so that's essentially what they do with each person and then based on those numbers they give you points right so they're like hey you get 50 points for today and then um it's pretty much calorie counting but you have to pay a company to do it for you so you say like, oh, I want to eat an apple. Then an apple is X amount of points and you get take away from your total points per day. <laughs> and then if you have spare points at the end of the day, you accumulate over the week. And then you say, get like a cheat meal at the end of the week because you have way more points than you used. Um, it's a fun way of spending a day. Yeah, it's, but it's kind of, so it's pretty much what I think we already do now, but we plan it a bit more. So we don't say like spontaneously, I want to eat an apple pie. We would like, I personally would plan my whole day before I even start eating that day. Yeah. Right? I so like, did too. yeah. So like the night before I would already write out what I'm going to eat the next day. I usually don't do it daily anymore. I do it like weekly. So like for the whole week, Monday to Friday, I eat about the same thing. Um, and then for WW or Weight Watchers, it's about three to $8 per week. So pretty much, just imagine you want to lose a pound a week. If you want to lose a hundred pounds, you had to pay them three hundred dollars, and it's gonna cost. It's gonna take you two years, right? Because it's about one one to two pounds a week, um, and that's on the low end. It could cost up to eight dollars per week, right? It just depends on how personalized you want it. So it's pretty much what we already, or what I think the three of us already do, but it's um kind of uh you have to pay more intuitive much. is what yeah. I think like for us, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we've already developed a sense of how much an apple is actually worth and stuff. We don't need to go through an app and we don't have to consult people, right? Yeah. Uh, we, we pretty much that. we took responsibility of our own diet and we just did it, right? We just um but this is like 
it sucks because people have to pay for it. But honestly, if you have the money and you don't have the motivation and you wanted to, you know, get started or something, this would be not a bad idea, right? Yeah, or if you don't know the know-how. Yeah, exactly. Like, the reason I think why myself, Arsar, and Viv know so much is because we took years to, like, yeah. to figure this out, right? Like, through trial and error. Yeah. On, on our own bodies right Trial so there learning reading yeah like learning what we like to eat what's good uh what macros are good and it changes over time like my diet last year was not the same as my diet this year it just keeps changing because i find like oh this is good for me this is not good for me i find things that are more su- sustainable like oh i can buy this in bulk and you know i can use this better um yeah, exactly. But, but I think Weight Watchers could be a potentially good starting point for people. It's just a little bit expensive. But if you have the money to spend, hey, why not, right? So it's expensive. And if yeah. you just sat down with yourself and took a little bit of time, you could get started yeah, with it. Yeah, diet. but like, for example, if someone's like a high-functioning exec or something, I, I I get it. You have the money. You don't want to sit down and do your own research. Yeah. Then, yeah, like, why not try it out, right? Uh, next is the zone diet. So this is a very old school diet where they, back in the days, said, oh, if you stick to a 40-30-30 diet, which is a per- macro percentage of carb, protein, fat, um, and you eat low glycemic glycemic index food. So pretty much uh, glycemic index, a quick thing about that. Uh, high glycemic foods are foods that have sugar that gets processed really quickly. So you get that bump a lot higher. Uh, low glycemic food takes longer to process, so you feel supposedly satiated for longer. Um, they use the hand-eye method, so it's like I think like a third of your plate should be carbs or something like that, or or a third of your plate should be protein, or, or it should be like your the size of your fist or something, or this many fingers of whatever. I think that diet's so dumb. Yeah, I I think it's uh pretty dumb. Uh, it's simple and easy to follow, and it says you know you shouldn't eat all these processed sugar food, but there's a lot of false claims with it too. So, um just a simple one on zone diet then there's these generic diets i want to talk about so there's the whole 30 diet so this one just restricts dairy grain sugars legumes pasta pretty much you just want whole foods for 30 days restricting a bunch of these processed foods uh it's a fat so diet just eat healthy yeah it's, <laughs> it's a fat thing too because it challenges you for like 30 days right it's, it's it's one of those ones i i I said before where people like this time limit thing so it's like do this for 30 days but then it's not sustainable right like like i said if you really want to change you got to change your lifestyle yeah another one is a mediterranean diet apparently a lot of people well, like yeah this i one. actually heard this one yeah. is actually very good for you so a lot a lot of people like it because it's apparently really good so it pretty much contains fruits nuts seeds whole grains fish seafood and then occasionally egg cheese poultry this one actually works right well pretty much you're taking out a lot of processed food which i said before any elimination diet where you take out shit you're you're gonna get some good benefits but then it also takes out a lot of like red meats and things like that and focus on fish i think fish is probably one of the healthier Healthiest, yeah. yeah oh just because um it has a lot of omega-3 fatty omega. acids good for your brain um and then yeah so that's one part of it um and yeah it just eliminates a lot of the bad stuff yeah so the next diet i want to talk about is the dash diet so pretty much this diet is just a general canada food guide diet it's a dietary approach to stop hypertension so pretty much they're just saying hey eat more fruits more vegetables more lean protein less red meat less salt less sugar less fat it's a very like um it's more like a feel-good diet kind of it's also more of a suggestion like there's no structure to the diet right it's just saying hey eat more of this and eat less of this and then there's a it's called the mind diet it's pretty much just combines the two last ones i just spoke about the mediterranean and the dash diet 
Um, and it's for neurogenerative delay. So pretty much it helps your brain like prevent all Alzheimer's and all this stuff by eating specific oh, foods, right? But it's pretty much the combination of the two, but you add more berries, more nuts, and apparently wine's good for you, like a uh, very little amount of it. Like so red I think, wine. Yeah, 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 right? exactly. Wait, think, so then what? Um, like why does this, why does this like work supposedly? Uh, I think there's something in wine, but they also pick like specific foods, um, mm. that are apparently like brain healthy. Oh. Right? Like, oh. like new, kind of nootropic food, but not a full oh. on. Nootropic food. Yeah, My mom exactly. had to go on this diet before. Yeah. But I, I think generally if you have more nuts and wines and berries, it's more antioxidants. So it reduces right. inflammation, potential. Yeah, exactly. Potential issues with the brain. It also says less butter, cheese, pastries. I don't agree with the butter and cheese, but definitely pastries. Like pastries aren't good for you. It's high in <laughs> trans fat and shit. It's basically butter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, butter and cheese, I'm a bit more okay, but the processed version of it is. Gotcha. Uh, so the next one is dumb diets. So I found some really stupid diets, right? So one of them is the HCG diet. It's so dumb. Oh, so, that one's so dumb. Yeah, it's pretty much you eat less than 500 calories a day and you take this HCG pill and pretty much which, what HCG is, is it helps a pregnant woman detect if she's pregnant or not. Like, you know when you do the uh, P test or when the, when the female does the P test? Yeah. It's one of the hormones that are excreted when you're when you're pregnant. Mm. There's no science to this. Okay, it's but just like, some fuck who wrote this and just <laughs> went and a bunch of people started trying to do it. Now you're publicizing it, dude. Well, I'm just telling people these are dumb guys I don't agree with. Okay, first, I mean, 500 calories a day, that's not sustainable yeah, at all. Yeah. So, But also, first of all, if you want to lose weight, if anyone ate 500 calories a day, they will lose weight regardless of what they are and stuff like that. Like Unless yeah. you're like a baby, if you eat yeah, less than man. 500 calories a day, you will guarantee lose weight. 100%. Yeah. yeah there's, I don't even know how you can live long. 500 there's, calories. There's yeah, no I, I, can't. I eat 500 calories like, like I, I eat at least double that per sitting. Because I only eat about two meals a day and I get about two two thousand calories, so I eat about a thousand calories per sitting, right? Um, the next one's a cleanse diet. So pretty much it says you do a fasting for like a day or two or whatever, and then you just eat a lot of like fruit and vegetable and laxatives and shit to like detox the body. Oh, it's the most unhealthy shit in my opinion. Um, yeah, it's like one of those cleanses. So I, I, I want to ask you. So what what is your what are your thoughts, both of you, on these like juice detoxes and like these detox? I think they're so fucking dumb. Same. You taking one shot, one power shot of a juice, like a bit of ginger, isn't gonna do shit for you for that day. Hey, right? like, if you have constipation and you take laxatives, okay, <laughs> fair enough. You take yeah, um, any of those power shots or whatever. Yeah. You take one; it's not gonna do shit. Like okay, yeah. maybe if you incorporate it into your diet over like mm. a year or whatever, it'll slowly do something. But like you having a shitty diet for your the rest of your diet and a shitty lifestyle isn't gonna do shit. It's not yeah. gonna get fixed by like a piece of ginger. So what about like okay? So it's funny because um like at my old work they gave us these like sample detox shots of like some charcoal ginger drink or something yeah. like that right? And it's like a sample. Oh. And they're like, oh yeah, like immediately you you'll you should be feeling like better, blah blah blah, right? And then so then afterwards, I kind of like just looked through kind of like what they were offering and stuff. And they have these like sixty day, ninety day like juice oh my routines, God. right? And you like subscribe to like their their uh, like catalog of yeah. of whatever yeah. to like achieve different things and stuff like that. And one of them is like like a gut detox and so uh, 
Yeah. Dude, that's something I'll, we'll talk like, about a bit too, but like the gut microbiome is very important and yeah. you do not want to get rid of your <laughs> microbiome whatsoever. And like you're, if you have a healthy li- liver and all that stuff, you're going to detox anyway. Yeah. Like, like your, your body doesn't naturally. need a detox. Yeah. So like naturally kidney, liver, your intestine, the feces you take out, the, the, the piss you pee out, those are your natural way of detoxing and it's the only legitimate way of detoxing. Yeah, and like eating your ginger shot, your carrot shot, whatever the fuck, <laughs> isn't going to ruin the impurities in your body yeah. from the, drinking the night before, right? Like outside of constipation, like I don't see why you have to take this laxative to try to get rid of all your shit. Like your shit's going to come, guys. It's, it's going to come. It may not come at the exact time you want it to, um, but Eventually you got to push yeah. it out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, so those are some of the dumb diets. And now I want to talk about some of the stuff I wanted to research and talk about a bit more. One what is like... Oh. What do you think about these juice things? Same thing. Like, I, I honestly... You know what? Like, to me, like, even leading up to the last, like, you know, four years, five years, you know, prior, yeah, I was just like, okay, this is all just bullshit, you know? And But before, like, you know, then I was less cognizant of, you know, my my body and like my health and stuff like that right um but like even so now it's more like okay this seems like it's a marketing ploy it's like for the people that are lazy to do their research right and then people market it as like this you know cleanse or detox or whatever and it's like oh you know if they say it works like it's gotta work right they can't lie right but it's it's yeah it just seems like a whole bunch of hocus pocus to me wasn't it nice? Maybe there was a time in the world where people could actually trust people. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and then now there's all these like hoax and shit. Yeah. It's just okay. So a part of the detox, I don't. Everything's a fucking business plan. <laughs> so a part of the detox I don't mind is the fasting portion. But mm. I'm a big fan of fasting itself. So mm. I'll, I'll talk about that a bit more near the end. Uh, but I think that itself should be like a whole other podcast about fasting yeah. and intermittent fasting. But then even that, I feel like sometimes it works maybe because it's placebo, right? Uh, like I, 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 I'm not like discounting, you know, mm. fasting or anything like that. But I think, um, you know, placebo is so strong, right? Yeah. yeah. Right? True. Placebo is so strong. So like if your mind thinks yeah. it's working, it's yeah. going to work regardless, yeah. right? That's that's the best part of my diets is I'll try something and I'll already think it works <laughs> and then it just works. And I'll be like, I don't care if it doesn't work. My brain already convinced it works. So it's just making it work. Yeah, so I was exactly. like, whatever, it's working right now. Yeah. Uh, okay, so the one thing I want to talk about is the gut microbiome. So um, this is like the bacteria, viruses, fungi, or what we call microbes in your large intestine. Okay? Mm. It's not genetic and is affected by your diet. So the reason why they say it's not genetic is that they took twins and they measured this and they had drastically different microbiomes oh, based on cool. what they ate. So oh. they have done studies. So they're saying your biome is not created. Like you don't have to cultivate it, huh? Like pretty much from the food you eat and stuff, it develops your your microbiome, right? Okay. So uh, microbes can generate nutrients from substrates that hosts normally cannot process. So pretty much like you'll eat something and normally you won't be able to process it, say, if you didn't have these microbiomes, but the bacteria in your body would actually process this food and generate a nutrient for you. Mm. Uh, so it's very important um, and there's quite a bit in it. Um, so there are specific microbes in your gut bi- microbiome and it can cause... Uh, negative impacts too so there's it's, it's called gut dysbiosis so like some people do have like a shitty microbiome and that's when they get the whole like uh the transplant thing where they eat like a shit pill oh, it, it sounds wow. terrible yeah. but like they actually take someone else's healthy microbiome and they turn it into like a pill form and the person eats it and it replenishes their their biome properly 
Uh, I think it's called like uh, whatever transplant or whatever, but it's simply just like a shit pill. <laughs> mm. um, but yeah, there are po- possibility where people do gain weight because they have a terrible microbiome. Um, and a bad microbiome could also cause like leaky gut syndrome, IBS, and IBD. So I'm gonna go back. It to, can also cause a lot of uh, depression and other random. Yes, yes. Yeah, so, problems. so the microbiome is very much so connected to your brain. Um, like people think when you have mental problems, it's in your brain, but a yeah. lot of times it's because of your gut biome. Yeah. Okay. So going back, so there's a leaky gut syndrome. So that means the food's getting. Uh, I actually don't have the exact. Pretty much your. Your body is not seeing the gaps between your cells, so it prevents some bad shit from flowing through. And then also, um, you have irritable bowel syndrome and inflammatory bowel disease. So pretty much cramps, stomach aches, stuff like that could be caused from a shitty microbiome, right? Mm. Um, so a microbiome, some things it can do, it can potentially decrease unwanted cholesterol. So it, the bacteria in there can get rid of some of this uh, cholesterol. It can also reduce blood sugar and risk of diabetes. So if you have a healthy microbiome, you can actually um, kind of heal reduce some of this. Those, okay. Yeah, but so the thing you said about um, um, your mental health, so the serotonin is actually mostly made in the gut. So like the happiness that you create is actually made from the food you eat or the bacteria that processes that food. Um, the the gut and the brain is also connected with the million millions of nerves. So like your brain and your gut is actually very closely linked together. Um, I think like more recently it's been talked about more, but like it's actually one of the most important things for your brain health and for everything is having a healthy microbiome in your gut. Pretty much. It just means there's a lot of good bacteria in your body that helps process food and helps generate all these good things, same hormones, nutrients, and things that you can use. Um, so that's what the microbiome is. It's a bunch of bacteria. So some things to help improve your gut biome is you have to eat a diverse range of foods. Like if you're eating, so like your biome changes with what you eat. So like the more different things you eat, the more um, diverse it is. The more diverse it is, the more it can process and the more good things it can contribute to you. Got you yeah. Like if you eat just like, you know, potato and steak every day and that's yeah. the only thing you eat, your biome is going to be very limited because the bacteria from some things that will help you you're just not ingesting anymore right so yeah. you don't get that bacteria mm-hmm. yep that makes sense one big thing is eat fermented food so apparently fermented food has really good um like healthy bacteria for your biome so stuff like kimchi sauerkraut uh natto beans um what else was there fermented miso paste i think was one of them yeah but i feel like okay i've i've always had a theory okay i've had a theory that um Japanese people have some of the scariest horror stuff, right? So like their horror scary what? Scariest horror movies and horror shows. Okay, and yeah. like and I think because their brain is more developed, so what they consider as fear is a lot different from us. And that's why it's so scary. And I think their brain is so developed is two things. One, they eat a lot of fish. And fish is very good for your brain from the omega three. But the other thing is from their um, for fermented food. So they eat a lot of the natto like the fermented bean that they eat for breakfast. Yeah, that contributes a lot to their microbiome, which connects to your brain, which helps. You know, it's like it's hand in hand. So I've always had a theory that Japanese make the fucking scary shit, like the grudge and all that stuff, because their brain is so well developed because of their diets. Damn. So it's like just oh, that's a crazy theory. Yeah. But yeah, that's um, that's part of it. Maybe but maybe you're just really scared of the grudge. Maybe, maybe that's it. But I don't know. I I I'm a huge fan of fermented food. I have to have. So I think yogurt's also a firm. Yeah, yeah. Is, yeah. So I always eat uh, at least one serving of yogurt and one serving of kimchi every day as a Whoa. minimum. Um, 
it makes your fart stink though. So. Like you get, you get gas. Yeah, yeah. But I always eat either kimchi or sauerkraut or something like that and yogurt every single day. Wild. Um, another thing for your gut biome: avoid processed sugars. Um, so like candy and things like that aren't good for it. Um, eat pre and probiotic food. So yogurt, yogurt is a yeah. is a pro. Wait, what's a prebiotic food? Uh, I can uh, there was a list here, uh, so I can share with people. So, oh, okay, so pre prebiotic oh. food includes artichokes, banana, asparagus, oats, and apples. Oh, okay. Fucking love yeah. oats. Yeah. So I I, I eat one banana every day, um, and then I don't really eat any of the other stuff. Like I love artichokes, especially on like pizza or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's fucking good. But I don't really get much artichoke. It's so hard to cook. It's so hard. Yeah. I, I actually don't have many recipes. Or I know I've probably never cooked with. Artichokes. It's hard to cook actually too like, like it takes the amount of art artichoke you need to yeah like, yeah like you shave off so much yeah. and what you have yeah. left is so little it is exactly um i don't eat a lot of oats i think you eat every morning i love oats okay I, i'm every not a fan i used to so i used to eat those packaged like instant oatmeal oh, yeah. because i it's I saw I saw all these like yeah. like bodybuilders eat it. It's like oh I have to eat it in the morning. I'm just gonna uh-huh. eat one pack every morning, right? And later when so I started, uh, well yeah, and later when I started doing my macros, I was like fuck, I don't need this shit. I'll just yeah. eat something else for my carbs. Uh, but definitely good in the fiber side. And then apples. Did I, did I tell you my, my 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 apple story? No. So in grade eleven, I decided I want to be a little bit more healthy. So I ate one apple every single day. Oh, to for keep like the eight doctor months. away. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. Like an apple a day keeps the doctor away, right? And then after that, I couldn't eat an apple for the next like three years because I was so sick like sick of it. Yeah, I was so sick yes. of apple. I was like, I can't eat an apple anymore. You don't have an addictive personality, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do, but then I also learn about learn from it. There's me. I was oats. so I've been so eating sick oats every morning for the last like ten years. How do you cook your oats? I put overnight oats. Yeah, do I do either overnight oats or I like. Okay, what's what's your overnight oats like? So I what's put, your process? I put either oats in a container, like or, a mason jar or something. Or yeah, like a mason jar or a to-go container, or yeah. a cup or something. I put oats, and then I'll either put lactose-free milk because I'm lactose intolerant, or I'll put almond milk. Um, almond milk, and I'll put cinnamon powder and chia seeds and crushed flax seeds, and then I'll put like the tiniest squeeze of honey. Yeah. And a bunch of fruit. Fruits. Oh, okay, yeah. one second. Yeah. So I have a beef with these uh, milks that aren't actually milk. Okay, <laughs> when you get oh water from an almond or a soybean, <laughs> it's not a milk, guys. Milk comes from an animal. Goat milk, cow milk, you know, all these other milks. When you make almond milk, it's just almond water. <laughs> I saw something that I thought was so funny the other day. If you use oat milk for oatmeal, are you like... Double, double oating. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I've I've a beef with all these um non animal milks. I'm like they're not they shouldn't be called milks. It tastes so good though. Yeah, no, no, I agree. Like I being Asian I love soy milk, like the sweet yeah. soy milk. Oh so good. I, I can chug like a like a whole liter of that. Easy. Yeah. But um, I don't know what it is, but I love the flavor of oats. So oat milk tastes so good. Oat milk is so good. Wait. I, yeah. so, so if you don't do overnight oats, how how do you make in the morning? Well, I'll just put oats in a pan. Oh, in a pan. Uh, yeah, or a, with a water smaller little pot. No, fuck. And then oh, I'll with, use with almond, milk. Milk, oh, or almond milk or oat milk or lactose free milk. And I'll put a bit of that in. And then I'll put honey and flaxseeds and chia seeds. Yeah, you should you try have to speak into the mic. 
yeah, it's really good. You should try it, Jorge. It's I um will not. Oh, because I don't eat breakfast. Oh yeah, you're, part of my uh, next part. But yeah, um I will not because I've never really liked oats. So. All day breakfast, bro. My mom used to make me eat. Oh, and it has to be the like quick full. Oats. No, not quick oats. Like the full ones. Steel cut oats. Yeah, steel cut oats. Mm, Those are a good nice. texture. Those, well, it's good though because when you overnight it, it's like you don't have to think about cooking it forever, right? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I don't like oats, but you guys do you. You guys do. You. Uh, you're booted off the podcast. I'm booted yeah, sorry. Off. Uh, so another way to improve gut. Welcome to the rap show. <laughs> <laughs> we love Toyota SUVs. <laughs> uh. So another way to improve gut biome is uh, supplementation. So you can take like these probiotics or prebiotic pills. Yeah. Um, so those are good too. I usually like to, if I can incorporate in my diet, then that's how I like to take it. And then if I can't, then I'll take some some form of that. And then I another take one, probiotic uh, supplements. Do you have a shitty stomach? It feels like or yeah. a shitty gut. Yeah. Um, another last thing is avoid antibiotics when possible. So antibiotics literally just gets rid of everything. It just like trashes your gut biome a lot, which is why I think a lot of people get potentially a lot sicker after they go to a hospital and take these antibiotics is because they their their healthy portion of their body just gets destroyed right just when possible like obviously if you have an infection you you need it yeah. right? but if you can avoid it um so another thing i want to talk to you is this is what we do um at the end of the day we'll each of us will go we'll do a round table and we'll explain what our diet is mm. But I think at the end of the day, the most important thing that we do is we just count my macros. So what I do is uh, I can explain my diet. So my diet's about, uh, I think, a 20, I think 15 now, 15, 30, 55. So I do 15% carb, um, 20% protein, no, 30% protein and 55% fats. Um, but I only count up to 2000 calories. I know I need more than that. So I have kind of, um, like a buffer there where during the day, if there's something that I wanted to eat, that was a bit unhealthy, had a bit more calories. That's my kind of buffer. Cause I know for sure I use more than two, uh, 2000 calories in a day. Uh, that's what I've been doing lately. Um, pretty much what my daily diet will consist of now when I'm doing my macros is I would have a cheese and egg omelet in the morning. Not in the morning, it's about lunchtime. So cheese and egg omelet with some meat, a protein shake, and a banana. I'm so weird of almond omelets. For some reason, omelets don't taste good to me if I make them. Oh, you should stop making them. In the whole <laughs> I mean, like, it feels like I should just eat scrambled eggs and I should eat veggies. Oh. You know? Yeah, it's so weird. I'm I'm trying a new weird diet where I'm trying to intake as least vegetables as possible because I don't like vegetables. What the fuck? <laughs> and then uh, so that's what I eat during lunch, and then for dinner probably like it sounds so near the end of the day. Hypocritical almost that you're talking about a diet podcast and you're like fuck vegetables though. <laughs> uh, it's a personal choice. No, I still eat some vegetables. So my vegetable comes in forms of fermented vegetables. So I eat kimchi at night. I eat kimchi. Uh, for my night, I have about 300 grams of meat, whatever meat it is. Uh, kimchi, a uh, cup of milk, cup of yogurt. And then, um, what else was there? Sounds like you're dying. No, and that's about it. And then maybe a little bit of whatever vegetables, but I really just restrict it to the kimchi or whatever f fermented vegetable. So that's about my diet. That's about 2,000 calories in a day. Um, I only do this Monday to Friday, so I'm very relaxed with it. But I find that if you just start, you cannot be relaxed with it. <laughs> I only do this most of the week. Yeah, I'm really relaxed. 
Oh, well, like as in Saturday and Sunday, I don't, right? That's the relaxed part. But um, when you first start, you got to do... If you got to yeah, keep it to a yeah. team. If, if you count macros and you want, you have a goal in mind, you have to do it minimum six days a week, potentially even the seventh day with only one cheat meal. But also, meal. I feel yeah. like you have to get to the point of maintenance, right? Yeah. So, you know, like let's say you're, you know... 200 pounds your goal is 180 yeah. 170 whatever right you have to get there i feel like it, it or like it, well it depends what your time frame is right but you know for you to be flexible dieting you almost have to like be there and then it's just like okay from there it's like more maintaining right yeah so kind of give or take exactly so pretty much for me the reason i can be so flexible is because i've been counting my macros for like four years now right mm -hmm. and the first year the goal was to lose weight but after the first year i learned a lot and pretty much year after year i learned a lot about myself and what i like so that's why i can be so relaxed with it and my body weight does not fluctuate that much yeah. is because i know what's good for me i and i also don't splurge like crazy on the weekends too right so like a part of my lifestyle from monday to friday influences my lifestyle on saturday and sunday like i legitimately feel worse when i eat all this unhealthy food because i'm so used to this like right strict of a diet right yeah. but i've created this flexibility for myself through discipline right like through me doing this for year after year and then through me being disciplined through monday through friday i can be more flexible on the weekends right mm, yeah so like i wouldn't recommend doing this flexibility with people who's just starting because you really got to stick to something at first yes. but if you're like six months to a year in i would say okay start to look at how you want your maintenance to be for the rest of your life yeah. right because mm -hmm. if once you can do it for the rest of your life like if you can do it now and not feel shitty about it then you can do it for the rest of your life 100%. and that's the goal the goal is life not not for now right mm -hmm. yeah um so that's my diet my percentages i don't know i want to switch it over to one of you guys sure. to see yeah um so uh when i first started counting uh macros and just tracking the same thing as you Jorge I feel yeah, like, like my goal was you know weight loss um yeah fat loss right so yeah. I, I did, did about uh 40 to 40 to 50 percent protein yeah. um and then about 30 about 30 to 30 to 40 percent fat and then the rest carbs yeah. right? just low carb pretty much yeah pretty much but that that was more so like how I started, right? And the reason for that was like I I found ways to supplement like eating low carbs but staying like satiated, yeah. and I could only do that just by eating more protein, right? Yeah. And it was just uh, you know like eating carbs is satisfying, right? Yeah, like yeah. sometimes like, you guys ever get that um French bread. Yeah, like the one loaf of French bread. Oh massive. my god, I could fucking down. That. Oh, and you eat the insides only. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> or like when when you get at the supermarket and they cut in half and they put garlic paste in that, yeah. so it's like garlic bread. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, but it, it's, it's just, just like, like something, something about eating, eating carbs makes you more satisfied. So I I like eating pasta, right? Um, and then eating like a supplement of pasta or like a alternative to pasta. So. Uh, I don't know if you tried this, but they started making this thing called like chickpea pasta, and then mm. I don't know if you guys tried this no. thing like cognac yeah. noodles. Cognac noodles are pretty good. Yeah, they're pretty good. But then it just like it doesn't really hit the same. I don't know why. Like it's it looks and feels and tastes pretty much exactly like carbs, but the moment you swallow it, it just like I agree. Right, it's not the same. Yeah. I, I'm always it's like, all, oh, that's a vegetable. Yeah, right? Or something. <laughs> For me, like, 
I don't try those things only because my M through F is so strict that Saturday Sunday I don't give a fuck. So I'll just eat the pasta and stuff mm. on the weekend. Yeah. So anyway, so that's how I started off my diet, right? Was was a very low carb diet. Um, and then I started moving and transitioning to more like intuitive eating. Yeah. So at the end of the day, like I'm still kind of like more conscious of, of my macronutrients, right? Like my calories in, calories out, but it doesn't really matter um, yeah. you know what I eat as, as long, long as, as I, I hit my protein goals. Um, so I can maximize like protein synthesis, uh, as, and then also staying in a calorie deficit or being at maintenance. I think, um, for us who've done this for so long, cause I think you've done it for a while too. Yeah. Like we just, in my mind, I just always have numbers. Like I know, okay, yeah. this is what I'm ballpark. eating. This is how, yeah, yeah exactly. I can yeah. ballpark everything very easily and yeah. very, not like super accurately, but pretty accurate where like you'll, it'll show in the end goal still. Yeah. Right? yeah. But for me, like currently i'm actually just trying to maintain mm, so like i don't exactly. even want to lose any weight so like sometimes like i'll weigh myself and i'll see that i'm fluctuating a little low or a little high and then i'll just adjust, adjust. minor adjustments throughout the week and then you usually just balances out at the yeah. end of the day so i'm curious um like for for your weight like beginning end of day like throughout the week like what's your plus or minus from uh, plus minus during a day is three. Three pounds. Yeah. So okay. I think in the morning I might be a three pounds lighter. At mm-hmm. the end of the day I might be a bit three pounds heavier. It just depends on what I eat. Yeah. Right? Um, and then during the week, like if we go same day every week, I'd say it's. It sounds weird, but it's like lower than three because because the three is just a daily fluctuation. Yes. But if I do the same time every week, it's probably like plus plus minus like two or something two, like yeah. that. Yeah. So it's pretty consistent, but it also depends. Like, there's a Saturday where I could like splurge like crazy, and I'll feel heavy on Sunday, and literally on Monday it's like almost back to back to culture. Like I'll literally shit all that out or something like that. It's crazy. Yeah. So so for me, I like I was like okay this seems about okay normal right yeah um but i you know i've never actually had this conversation with somebody else like oh like what's your weight yeah. fluctuation throughout the week yeah. throughout the day whatever so yeah for me it's about the same like three pounds um you know on like a normal day where i'm not like eating like garbage yeah. um and then yeah throughout the week if i weigh myself every like same time every time yeah um you know before eating in the morning or like at yeah. night before I sleep it's about yeah one two pound fluctuation and then for that same note like to people out there like honestly water weight could attribute to five to ten pounds yeah. like 100%. so like you could be fluctuating plus minus five very easily yeah. just from when you measure yourself and the amount of water you drink right? it's crazy yeah yesterday like um we were you know, kind of partying at my house yeah. and we were just eating garbage food, like drinking and yeah. whatever. And like, just in a matter of like a day, I was like, like eight or nine pounds over. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's, I was that's like, probably happened to me before. Fuck. Yeah. That's definitely. crazy. Like there's definitely been days where I started at 147 and I ended up at like 155 or something. Insane. Oh, yeah. That's insane. Yeah. But it's just it's just straight up the sodium you eat combined with the water you drink just you just intake so much more water, but like I said, water weight can easily attribute five to ten pounds of just like short term fluctuation. Like yeah. in long term, if you do starve yourself for longer, you're gonna lose even more water weight. Yeah. But I think in a day, don't be afraid of like that range. That range, yeah. yeah. Well, and that's why you know like these bodybuilders that go to shows, right? They really yeah. have to start dehydrating. Dude, like it's, early. it's crazy. It's like, so have you ever hard. seen them? Like, they're in the sauna, sweating yeah. like crazy, losing all that weight. And then that's how they look so defined. But it's 
it's surprising because if you take that as your role model like that's actually when they're the least healthy yeah. right? exactly like they're so dehydrated they're, they're like unhealthy. they're like at Not the doorstep eating. of death yes. like it feels like they're at the doorstep of death even though they look like like hercules right yes. they look like hercules but their bodies at the doorstep of death or like they're so dehydrated they're not healthy at that moment yeah at all. no nutrients right and know. then like i, I always hear about people like oh like um my post meal after the show and it's just like ridiculous yeah, amounts yeah. of food and yeah. Like, yeah well it's just like that amount of fluctuation doesn't seem healthy like when we, we when we talk about like five to ten pounds these guys may be dropping like 20 yes. pounds or 25 pounds of 100%. water weight right like what, what i remember my friend telling me is like when people go weigh in for fights they they do something similar right because they'll like operate at a higher weight and then they'll try to drop down for the weigh-in yes and my friend was telling me like they'll like literally spit in a cup like they'll just keep spinning in a cup <laughs> and then they'll also be in the sauna sweating as much as they can Crazy. like on their way to the weigh-in too right they'll just be like constantly spinning they're like if they can fill this cup that's that much weight of water they just lost Crazy. right that's insane yeah i know i was like dude these guys are fucking crazy but yeah. I don't know if you guys look at those things. That's not healthy at all, right? Hundred yeah, percent, yeah. So okay, our starting a like typical day. What's what's type of if we can dive into your diet? Like, what's a mm. typical day of you eating? I guess. Okay, morning. Um, usually like eggs, egg whites. Uh, <coughs> could be, you know, like toast, uh, avocado toast. Usually, <laughs> it's just yeah, avocado toast. Have you tried putting a shredded egg on your avocado toast? Shredded egg. Yeah, you like had... hard boil an egg and then you. Oh, yeah, that's pretty good. Microplane it. No, I've never. Wait, is there a reason you go for egg whites instead of just the whole egg? Um, it just fills me more. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, it fills me more. But some days, like, my parents are just super concerned of like. Cholesterol from okay. eggs, and I'm like, okay, eggs are one of the so most. Good. It's so good, but it's also like probably one of the healthiest, like yeah. whatever, right? And sometimes like we'll get omega three eggs, so it's like okay, whatever. But then my parents also have this um like superstition that if you eat too many eggs, that it makes you like infertile or like whatever, right? Like I'm just like, come on, man. And then she's like, okay, just do it for me, you know? I'm like, all right, fine, whatever, fuck, you know? Well, okay, I was always surprised. um when because my, my, my parents would say the same thing like don't eat too many eggs and yeah. stuff but uh, i was surprised when i see like um i guess caucasian like, families or stuff and they would eat like th- three four eggs every morning yes. per person and i was like whoa i was like that's crazy that's but then when i look at it i was like oh shit eggs are actually so good for you so like, good for there's you. A, yeah, there's i was a just gonna say is that really insane because no this lunch not. time this one time for lunch i brought six hard-boiled eggs and everyone thought I was fucking insane but I was like this seems pretty normal if, <laughs> if you were vegetarian I would be like that's completely normal yeah. be- if you are vegetarian I'd be like well you could just eat chicken like You're right you know? <laughs> I, I freaking love eggs true yeah. eggs are pretty I actually okay what's what 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 style of eggs do you guys like best oh my uh, it has to be one you prefer I, I'm lazy so probably like sunny side up or like slight like slightly medium sunny side mm. up yeah, I was gonna uh, probably sunny side up or over easy. Mine's yeah. over easy. Always over easy. Always. If I had to pick one, it'd be over easy any day. Any day. Okay. Um, I used to eat like a hard, like two hard boiled eggs every day. Oh. So I got really sick of hard boiled. What about uh, soft boiled or like medium oh, boiled? That's pretty good in ramen. So good. All right. I, so like I like yolky. Like I like when yeah. the yolk mixes with soup or something like yeah. that. Like it makes yeah. it makes it really good. But um, I still always prefer over easy. Yeah. 
and yeah, that's. So have you tried like a medium boiled egg? Yeah, yeah, I've, yeah. I've tried where it's like gelatinous yes, inside yes. instead of like. Yeah. The well, I've, I've ha- I think I've had range. I've had like still yolkyish inside. Because yeah. I think Joyce used to make some for me in um, sous vide. Oh. She'd, like sous vide, so it'd be like the perfect yes. one coming along, right? Um, but I still always prefer over easy. Over easy. Okay, like I have the weirdest way. It, it's maybe super Asian, but it's over easy. Soy sauce. Soy sauce, yeah. pepper, and then you dip it with toast. Yeah. And that's, oh, yeah. that's like, that was like my childhood breakfast. And chili oil on yeah. it. My childhood breakfast is eating that. Amazing. And like, my family would all have eggs and like, we'd eat like a whole loaf of toast, like, or bread. Like, we just toast it up and. Holy. Yeah. yeah. So then, yeah, morning, um, uh, toast, avocado toast generally, sometimes with peanut butter, uh, eggs, turkey bacon, like those probably my staples. Yeah. I honestly prefer turkey bacon over regular bacon. Me I'm too. not sure why. Yeah. It, it just tastes like there's more like sustenance. Regular bacon's really salty. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Okay. And then what's your other uh, meals like then? Um, so lunch is kind of like free for all like i usually don't have much time to cook for lunch so if i don't prepare something the night before if jen doesn't prepare uh anything the night before then it's kind of free for all usually it's like um i don't know like rotisserie chicken or like Mm. some something something that's quick and easy sandwich um and honestly sometimes i like fall into the trap of just all right just instant noodles and like whatever the fuck you know especially working from home yeah (laughs) exactly so lunch is pretty much a write-off uh dinner um soup noodle uh salmon steak chicken breast like that kind of stuff it's it's just high protein yeah high lean protein and then throughout the day like i'm snacking like a shit ton it's like Uh, greek yogurt with like frozen berries and steve you have a shake a protein shake yeah yeah yeah, protein shakes exactly i used to make like protein ice cream (laughs) oh nice Um, oh i remember seeing that Mm -hmm. do you um so for me I don't get sick of eating the same thing every day. Like Me I could, neither. I could eat the same thing every day for probably solid three, four months before I start altering some stuff. Did you just say you can't drink milk or some shit? No. Like earlier, and I was like, you don't have an addictive person. No apple. It was the apple. Oh, yeah, was I eating. Apple I I eat an apple every day for for like eight months. Year, yeah. Year, yeah. Yeah, what are you talking about? <laughs> Anyways, yeah, so for me, I don't mind that. So for me, like, meal prepping is super easy because I just make the same thing every day, Monday through Friday. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, so for me, me, it's a little bit different. Like, I am the same as you. I could give two shits about yeah. eating the same thing every day. But, like, when we cook, I also have to think of Jen as well. Yeah, that's So true. she well, is like, I won't even eat leftovers the next day. Like, yeah. or she'll be reluctant to, right? So that's, yeah. So uh, another quick tip for the people out there who's trying to lose weight and counting macros, um, you can eat the same thing every day because when you're hungry, you'll eat anything. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, and if you have it readily available, then it'll be the first thing way that you'll gravitate yeah. towards. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, that's that's what I've been trying to incorporate more on my weekends now. Is so like my first meal on like a Saturday would be uh, all the stuff I'm supposed to eat. So I'll eat my yogurt, my banana, my my glass of milk, my fer- fermented food, and my eggs. Yeah. I'll eat that just first thing. So then. Like, there's only so much I can eat for the rest of the day. So then I'll eat less of the unhealthy stuff if I just start with all the healthy things first. Mm, yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. And, and so, so um, um, I, I also, also feel like uh, throughout the day, snacking, like, kind of keeps me more full. So 
I think I rely less on like larger portion of um mm. you know like dinner and lunch and stuff yeah. like that yeah, your body's I'm, more accustomed to that yeah yeah how about you Viv? what's your typical day like what's your calorie count what's your macros like um, my calories are actually really low right now. So if I was to track, it was sixteen hundred. Oh geez, you're Whoa. dying! You're dying right now, Viv. Are you okay? But I haven't even been reaching that. So I've been prioritizing oh, getting my proteins. Fifteen hundred. Oh god. And then my proteins are one hundred and forty grams. And then I also like. Oh, one for one. Okay. R star. Oh, yeah. Like R star, I also prioritize just proteins and then i'll do fats and then as little carbs as possible and then lately i've been doing carb cycling so i'll eat carbs closer to when i actually need them Mm. so during the morning like in the morning i'll eat it right before i work out and then i won't have any carbs at all during lunch and then i'll have carbs closer to dinner like right before we go to volleyball Mm. a big thing that i've learned about is uh, carbs as your last meal before you go to bed is huge. I think yeah, I talked to our really yeah. because because you get that spike and then that crash aligns with your sleep, so yeah. you fall asleep deeper. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it's, it's great. It's, it's really good, dude. It sucks for girls because like for girls like for me like honestly two two thousand calories would be losing weight for me right now. Yeah. Um, for girls that like for most girls yeah, that's, that's like gaining that's weight. Insane. Yeah. Yeah. Like, for me like two thousand is losing weight. Yeah. Like I, I remember when I was trying to gain weight, I was eating like thirty two hundred calories a day. What the and i was like barely gaining weight it's possible you just need to set yourself up for it so my diet plan right now is that i'm going in a deficit for around another month and then i'm going to reverse diet and then recomp so reverse dieting i'm gonna go up to 32 actually 3200 calories yeah oh nice and then i'm gonna recomp you're gonna live the life at 3200 dude 3200 or anything higher than 3000 i feel like it's so hard to not eat processed food like if you ate whole foods and like like healthy foods for 3000 calories you will be eating like the whole day non-stop yeah Uh, yeah i've tried it before it's so hard if you snack like like calorie dense foods like if you yeah, eat a lot of nuts hard. and stuff, like I feel like you could make that pretty easily. Yeah, I, I felt like it was hard for me to reach like thirty two hundred every day, really? day in and day out. It felt very difficult. Like, well, because I was trying to eat your shit in more oil. Well, I did, but <laughs> I felt like I was trying to eat healthy too, right? I wanted like the brown rice vegetables oh. and lean protein and stuff, and it was just so fucking hard. Yeah. I was like, man, give me a cheeseburger. That's already half of this. Like, yeah, right. Yeah, sure. it's gonna take a while for me to reverse diet in order to get all the way up to three thirty two hundred. But it'll be fine. So wait, what was your goal? Better. You just want to like lean down and then gain muscle only or is that the plan or yeah okay. and then reverse dieting is just so that i can actually eat more but maintain my results mm, essentially I see. Oh. I see. nice wait so how does that work though how does reverse dieting work so essentially you get your body used to because you can only be in a you can only be in a deficit for so long and it's not essentially sustainable because you're in a deficit right and then your body will eventually be used to this deficit and that'll be your new maintenance. So you have to do something about it and you can only keep lowering your calories for so long. So f- for a reverse diet, you slowly increase your calories so that your maintenance Increases. basically yeah, gets another level. And you have to, this has to correlate to your training too. So your training also has to get pumped up a little bit so that your body can adjust for that new maintenance level. Because if you were to just slowly increase your calories, you're just gonna start getting fatter again or start getting weight again so you have to actually like be a little bit more strict in the gym so that you have the muscle mass to counterbalance so is it stricter in the gym or is it just that you're burning more calories 
with physical activity or what? Like, I'm just trying it's, to understand. It's like a combination of both. Mm. So you're essentially training your body to have a new maintenance. And in order to, for it to get used to that, you have to slowly build up your calories, but you have to make sure that your body is actually using what you're increasing mm-hmm. it by. Right. And it's it's like really slow. I see. So this is over a course of how long? This reverse diet. Okay, a few months. Okay, okay. I find that um, our bodies adapt so easily. I feel like 100%. when I start eating more, my body is less efficient so it'll just burn more energy when i'm working out yeah but then when i'm eating less it'll become more efficient so like i'm lifting a similar amount but it's like burning less energy it's kind of like when you have a lot more muscle mass your maintenance level is a lot higher than the normal person so you can eat significantly more yeah that's that's why like for me at three thousand i'd be barely getting away like that but the other big thing i learned when i first started so if you guys are starting and you want to lose weight first thing that happened to me is my body temperature shut down like i just i was just always cold when i st- first started trying to lose weight i was oh always God, yeah. cold constantly that's me right now yeah cold like like pretty much like if i touched anyone's hand at volleyball it's always the coldest hand and oh you're, you're pretty fucking cold right now and then at night i'd be like freezing all the time but it is what it is when you want to lose weight right Interesting. i'm like opposite i don't know why i like overheat yeah, oh you're well, yeah you're cold. so warm I don't know why. <laughs> like, uh, and like, okay, they're a little bit off topic, but like, I'm such a, I'm such a hot sleeper. Like, oh uh, yeah, yeah. Like, if, if I could, just put the blanket over like my stomach, where yeah. you know, yeah, like you yeah, feel yeah. like you're using a blanket, but you're not actually. Yeah, yeah where you like your hands, your yeah. arms, and your legs are out. <laughs> yeah, Joyce is a hot sleeper too, but she like likes it super hot. Like she'll put the blanket and she'll be super hot. Oh, like when she sleeps over, my room temperature is like. An extra two degrees C. That's insane. <laughs> it's fucking insane. That's I'm like, insane. this is crazy. Like, I'll open my door and it'll be so cold in the basement and my room would be, like, warm. It's like an aura. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's crazy. Yeah, like, you know, like, when we're having, like, minus, minus, like, 30, minus 40 weather, our thermostat is at, like, 21, which is, like, okay, right? Like, I don't know what you guys put yours at, but, um, and then Jen is, like, freezing cold and then I'm, like I'll, I'll wake, wake up, up and like my blanket will be soaked and what? I'll be like, okay, I have to like change my like sheets and stuff. Like it's just I don't know. Like I'm sweat. I sweat so much when I sleep. Oh sometimes. really? Yeah. It's, that must be annoying. Is there a pillow stain? Um, no, it is not. It's the murder scene thing. Like, just the fucking body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's just, just like, like I don't know what it is about it, but like yeah, some days it's just. Maybe it's, like, like, when I'm dreaming or something. Yeah. And some days, like, I'll literally, like, not be able to sleep because it's just too, too hot. That hot? Oh, damn. Yeah. There's no. nothing crazy going on with the weather or anything? No. Well, yeah, insane. I'm not sure. It's, it's the moon cycles. Thermogenics the, must be so high. The moon cycles, the the, the star signs. You know, <laughs> <and stuff. laughs> I need, like, five blankets when I sleep because I get so wow. cold. I like a. I have a cooling blanket. I I want to be even colder when I sleep because yeah. it just helps me. I can't even like like sometimes I'm like even reluctant to like cuddle because it's just it's <laughs> really? like yeah, just get your body heat away from me yeah. unless you're like like a like a piece of ice and I'll be like all right fine. All right. Me and our, that's why we slept so well together. Oh yeah, yeah that's true. We went on vacation. That is very true. <laughs> 
Uh, okay, our last point I want to just touch base on is intermittent fasting. So I'll be honest, if you guys truly want to lose weight, intermittent fasting combined with calorie counting is going to make it a lot easier for you. Um, so there's different ways of intermittent fasting. There's the five, two diet. So you eat Monday through Friday and you just don't eat on the weekends or you can eat like, don't Thursday. eat on the weekends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like literally four, 40 hours of fasting or, or you could like, don't eat Monday, Tuesday, eat Wednesday through Sunday. Right. There's a 16, eight method, which is what I do. So I eat for 16 hours and I, or I eat for eight hours and I don't eat for 16 hours. And like, it might sound extreme, but it's not like, just hear me out. I start eating every day at 11 AM and I stop eating at 7 PM. Like if you guys truly think about it, it's not that big of a deal. And my macros are still the same. Like I'm still eating the same amount if I were to eat the whole day than just eating that amount of time. So the amount I ingest is the same amount. Um, so there's some crazy benefits with intermittent fasting. But first, if you just want to lose weight, this is just something you can incorporate to make it a lot easier for you. Uh, you're going to feel that hunger. But to be honest, after like two weeks, you get used to it. Like it's it doesn't bother you anymore. And what I find is like... Uh, I rarely go to bed hungry because I eat like my last meal is around seven and it's pretty kind of close to bedtime because I sleep pretty early. So I'm not really hungry. But when I wake up around like uh, seven or eight and then probably between like nine or ten, I get a little bit hungry. But once you pass a certain threshold, you just don't feel hunger anymore. Like I feel like my body kicks into another level. And once it gets to that level, you just don't feel hungry. Like you'll, you'll feel hungry for an hour. Like, I don't know if you guys ever done it, but if you like starved and you just can't eat, you just, you'll feel hungry for like an hour or two. And then after that second hour, you just don't feel hungry anymore. Oh yeah. Like starving for 12 hours like is hard. Yeah. So like them. starving for 12 hours is hard, but starving beyond to 24 hours isn't any harder. Yeah. Like it's actually a lot easier. <clears throat> so if you can get through that, it's super easy. Um, and that's what I do. Like, for example, today, Yesterday, my last meal was at 7 p.m. And right now is 1.30 p.m. My last meal was at 3 a.m. <laughs> yeah. So, like, if, if you think about it, just now, it's 1.30 now. My last meal was 7 p.m. last night. So, that means I've been fasting for 5 plus 12 for 18 hours already. 18 and a half hours. And wow. I, like, I feel fine. I There's no issues. I actually like working out fasted. I feel like it hits my ketones really hard. Like, so... What happens when you fast is you start generating key, key ketones in your body. Your body's eating the fat, turning that to ketones, and your body's using that instead of glucose for uh, for energy. Mm -hmm. And um, it's it's if you get used to it, you feel like you're on a different energy level. Like I feel like I can keep working out without any fluctuations in my in my energy. Like I I, I can only lift so much because of my like muscle mass and like muscle contraction, right? But I feel like my energy amount is still the same. Um, so some benefits and I'll do a whole podcast on this later on, but just some quick benefits. It increases in human growth hormones. So actually five times increases in, in your human growth hormones when you intermittent fast. So during that fasting period, uh, so that helps with like recovery. So re recovery from injury, uh, it helps with uh, muscle growth. So it's pretty much one of the easiest ways of getting like a boost without taking any like steroids or anything. Um, it, so another thing it accesses your fat reserve, so it drops your in insulin level. So it's really good for people with di diabetes. Um, something that happens that if you guys are really interested, research uh, autophagy. So it's a u it's auto a u t o f a f h a g y. So pretty much what happens is p h sorry p h a g y sorry sorry. But pretty much what happens when you fast, your body starts eating away at cells to get energy, right? And what it first target is scar tissue cells. So it'll actually Whoa. eat away at the stuff that you don't want and That's it'll crazy. regenerate things that you want. 
So that's the very first thing it does. So um, there's just one oh, story shit, that I've so read about where this one guy who's like 400 pounds, he didn't eat for a year, but he took micronutrients and he drank water and he did all that stuff. And he lost like a bunch of weight, but he lost that weight. Dying. He lost that weight without the loose skin. You know what I mean? You know how when oh, people lose a lot yeah, of weight? Like, yeah. yeah. So pretty much his body was eating away at itself without just leaving away all that like loose skin. Right. That's part of the whole autophagy thing. But like, it's a legitimate thing. You guys should research it. There's some crazy research on this stuff on fasting. And it's like, from scientific paper, it feels like one of the, in my opinion, universals. Like fasting itself is just good, pretty much. Um, There's a whole thing about longevity on it. So that's the reason Mm -hmm. I do it personally. Um, Something about like cellular regeneration, but part of it is also the cellular repair process, right? Pretty much if you have like a scar tissue in your knee or something, your body will start eating away at that first, which is good for uh, good for repair. And the last one is just general weight loss, right? And then there's a potential for inflammation decrease, but I think that's just because you're not eating anything. It's just good for like to drop the inflammation because carbs in general and other foods will cause that, right? Mm But yeah, um, there's a bunch of good things with intermittent fasting. I'm, I'm a big, big fan of it. There's a lot of good research on it. Um, but we'll do one day a whole podcast just on fasting itself. But there's some crazy stories and some cool things I think people are doing with it. But yeah, definitely if you guys want to start like losing weight, just incorporating this into your weight loss would help so much more. Like just having a limited time window to eat all your calories, you'll feel more full and happy throughout the time. I know you definitely have to train yourself for when you want to eat your meals so that your metabolism and your body yeah. knows when to fire up your essential air furnace and all that stuff. I was learning about this on the some other podcast. Uh, oh, one thing you guys should look at if you want, if you're interested in these type of things, is uh, the Huberman podcast. Damn it, that's the podcast yeah. I was trying to not yeah. plug. No, <laughs> but yeah, you guys should take a look at that. Straight. He's like. He's a professor that just does this stuff for free to get like good educational facts to, pe- to other people out there. Nice. But yeah, on that note, just diet in general. I feel like there's some core concepts of diet. One is just calorie in, calorie out. The other thing is macros. But at the end of the day, like there's two major things that people don't talk about enough. One is sustainability. Can you do this for the rest of your life? And yeah. two, the other thing is just like ha- like being happy like are yeah. you happy while you're doing this right if you're absolutely absolutely miserable it's yeah. gonna affect the sustainability right 100%. so you have to find what works for you like there's certain foods that work for you and if you like if you really like say um first trying to think of, if you really like ritz cracker okay just for example right Find and, a way to put it. Yeah, in your find diet. a way to get into your macros if that's what truly makes you happy, yeah. and then work around it. Like, yeah. there's ways to get around it. But I think like happiness and sustainability is something that people don't talk about enough in diets. Yeah. Like yeah. calorie in, calorie out, macros, all that stuff matters. But at the end of the day, this is a lifestyle thing. If right. you can't make yourself happy from the stuff you eat, then it, you're it's never gonna keep it. it. Yeah. yeah. But also, um, like I think important takeaway is also like what do you want from the diet right is it weight loss is it like you know the feel good like for me like over the last you know two years i've been you know paying a little bit more attention to micronutrients like vitamins um you know all that stuff just specifically for like some of the issues that i i've you know wanted to kind of fix and stuff like that yeah right before it was more so like you know, I want to get shredded. I yeah, want to yeah. lean out, you know, yeah. that kind of stuff. But now it's more about, you know, the other stuff as well. Right. I, I definitely think when you get to a point where you can control your diet that well, 
another thing you have to look at is how you feel like how you feel when you eat this food right like does this food make you feel good as in like does your gut feel good does whatever feel good does your joints feel good does well yeah and does your performance like if you're an athletic performance or if you're like you know an artist or whatever does it help you cognitively does it help you physically so i think first step if anyone diets out of whack i would just do calorie in calorie out macros and then just slowly start learning like hey what can i do that's that is sustainable what makes me happy what yeah. feels good. get to know your body right exactly yeah. like the feeling actually matters so much more especially at, for me i think also for you guys at this stage of um, yeah. how long we've died just how the food makes us feel yeah. matters so much more now mm-hmm. and how well you can work it into your schedule yeah yeah exactly so like how easily you can get it in um but don't get us wrong like this stuff isn't easy at first like there's a lot of planning to it um especially like like you've heard what Viv is doing the whole reverse diet but like if you're learning to lose weight think about it like okay this losing weight will be you know x amount of weeks per how many pounds i want to lose but what's the next step right yeah. there's there's gonna be a, you have to have a next step because if you go back to your original diet after you lose all this weight you're just gonna gain it all back mm-hmm. right? yeah. so you have to know what's the next step what's my lifestyle gonna be how am i gonna actually sustain this right yeah yeah for sure i think those are kind of the biggest takeaways right like calorie calorie out to start with but happiness sustainability and how you feel should be like top priority yeah yeah i think that's why we all kind of reached a level where we all do more um intuitive eating and we know how our bodies is yeah like we have like running numbers in our head we already kind of know how much calories we're intaking we know how this is going to make us feel Mm -hmm. and we know like i shouldn't be eating that donut or like there's a certain willpower that just naturally develops when you do yeah. this type of thing. Yeah. Like that, it's not worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know if this is also like a good mindset to have or something that's just coincidentally the three of us have, but being fine with just eating the same thing all the time really helps. So, yeah. and if you found a good way to make the foods that you actually like incorporate into your daily life, then the foods that you eat all the time on a repetitive basis should be fine for you yeah. because it should be the yeah. foods that you're okay with eating. A, a, a bit of it, if you guys want to trick yourself like psychologically, how I think of it is if if I eat filet mignon every day, when I do get filet mignon when I go out, it's going to taste whatever. Yeah. If I eat like rice and whatever every day, when I go out for a good meal to have something fancy like scallops, filet mignon mm. or like lobster rolls or something like that, it's going to taste even better. It's like lowering your threshold. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like if I pretty much make my palate a bit more basic during the week then when i eat something nice during the weekend it tastes even better Much more gratifying yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. mm-hmm. um but that's just a like a psychological way 100 percent, yeah but it, it's part of it too well and, and that's, that's why, why okay this is a little bit off topic and this um so and i think this is a reason why i do like a caffeine detox every now yeah. and then yeah. is that like it's like, like a, a reset, reset like a mental reset um for your body and whatever for me personally, personally like doing that detox it helps me kind of like feel like the benefits of caffeine yeah like a lot more yeah right yeah. and it's just like like you said pretty much lowering the threshold right yeah yeah mm-hmm. super crazy but yeah the, the reason we got our star here and the reason why we want, to talk, we want to talk about diet is because i feel like we're really in sync with it and we want to share with you guys what we know about it we're not nutritional experts but uh like we're not crazy shredded either or anything like that mm-hmm. but we found something that works and i think it works for our lifestyle and what we want in life right like we're not overweight we're not obese mm-hmm. we're relatively healthy we all you know are physically active and a part of the physical activity we can endure is from our diet yeah um but yeah so if you guys have any more questions about this 
let me know uh i can see what i can do to help like i've done it for, for like four or five years already viv's done it for a long time i think like mm-hmm. since high school and our stars done it for a long time so reach out to us or if you have any crazy stories about your diet let us know too um but yeah and if you're starting and you're, and you're actually struggling just just reach out like yeah. we have a lot of insight we know what's worked and what hasn't like you know putting that cake into your diet may not help or mm-hmm. you know doing this might help or you know just plain chicken breast might not be the best so yeah. Just let us know um, if you're starting this out and you you want some help, and we'll 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 definitely um, have a stab at it. Again, we're not we're not professional at this, but we've just done a lot of research and a lot of personal experience. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you guys uh, have anything you want to share, please like, comment, and subscribe. Turn on the notification bell. Yep, and we're both on Spotify and YouTube. Uh, let us know what you guys want to listen to. We have some cool podcasts set up for the next couple of weeks. Uh, like I said, we've been planning more. Hopefully the audio turns out well for this podcast, but we've been continuously improving. Like if you came to see our stu- our setup for our podcast like two months ago compared to now, it yeah. looks a lot different. Like we got sound panels now, we got the double mic, we got a lot going on. Nice. Any last words? Any last yeah, diet, about things? diet things you want to talk about? Like I'm starving, so I'm ready to eat. I'm ready to eat, yeah, honestly. Yeah. Let's go. All right. All right. Awesome. Thank you guys. Bye. Bye bye.